That's a radio, boy. Yeah, what's it do? Don't you know what a radio is, boy? Hey, yo, this is Mega Rand. You may know me from such songs as Splash Woman or Infinite Lives. You are listening to the Mega Late Show right now. Turn it up. Yo, peace. Welcome back to the Mega Late Show, the number one hip-hop and dope culture podcast in Tokyo. A weekly podcast where every week we introduce to you or bring up somebody who is dope within the culture of hip-hop and or dope culture doing amazing and special things. And this week we have a returning guest, friend of the show, homie. Of the, the defending re- champion the of defending. the Mega Late Show. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Chris Charlton. Hi, it's good to be back again. Hey, man, Yo, thank you for, thank coming, you for back. coming back. Yeah. Yo, yeah, and for and for here. those of you that don't know, go back and check out episode number seventy. Yes, uh, to hear more about Chris's journey and him being a writer out here. Can you give us a little bit of an update on exactly what it is that you do? Chris? Oh God, it's, I'm not. I'm still not sure. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I started covering pro wrestling in Japan, and uh, you know, I've been covering that for the the past decade or so and and written a couple of books and uh now i announce and talk about the the wrestling and all the the slaps and tickles of new japan pro wrestling man i feel like that was really subdued i feel like i'm gonna book about the tokyo dome all right no no that's not very much a misrepresentation of the strong downplaying it by so much put the shine on on the other individual at the table oh i mean we're gonna give we're gonna give our guests all the shine that we can but i want to make sure that people get your flowers yeah yeah man what you what you've done i feel is tremendously important for the entire wrestling community because what you've done is documented a rich history that would maybe otherwise be lost in time i'd like to think that i've yeah, done my man. part yeah 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 i mean it's a thick-ass book it's not like some <laughs> shit that you just pick up and read in a day like you've done right. the work and, and people need to go pick that up man uh eggshells yes pro wrestling in pro the wrestling tokyo, in tokyo Dome. so yeah go on amazon check that out man because it is just meticulously crafted and documented it's a very beautiful looking book also yeah man and and you know with the with the rise of um well i i should say the 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 rise of the popularity of japanese pro wrestling to the western world i think that this is something that is extremely accessible for fans that just want to know about it so yeah yeah go do your goals yeah. everybody it's, uh yeah i like to think we all do our part and it's it's good uh, you know as as new japan has expanded their english coverage it's great to be part of that as well and and make it accessible on an ongoing basis. Yeah. And you were just at Madison Square Garden a few weeks ago. Tell us about I that was. because that sounds incredible. Yeah, that Wait, was should crazy. I well, hold on, hold on. Let me let me go ahead and let me bring in uh, because I feel like Rocky's not talking because he's waiting for the introduction. I want yeah, to yeah, 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 jump in. Intro, you know what I mean? <laughs> hold on, hold on. Let me get let me get off the intro for Rocky. All right. Now I'm gonna try my best to do this justice, but I know I'm absolutely not doing this man's career justice. Do you think? But here we go. We have a world champion international superstar who has been wrestling since the early age of 15 years old when some of y'all was still trying to like hook up with girls behind the bleachers or whatever my man was jumping off of the top rope doing clotheslines body slamming and he's wrestled for some of the most prestigious wrestling organizations around the world 
He's had a long, rich history uh, going to Mexico, Japan, and he's crafted and made his name for himself with great integrity. He's also an actor, an MC, a producer, composer, and he made his own theme music. When you walk out to your own theme music, you are really doing amazing things. So I just want to go ahead and let y'all know to do your Googles and find out more about our man Rocky Romero here. Thanks for having me. You know, I usually have an applause drop, but I'm noticing that I don't have that set up on the thing now. So, yeah. Come on, man. I'm a, yo, like, yeah, I usually have an applause drop. Dropping off later. the applause? No, I just didn't have it set up, and I didn't realize. I was hitting it, and I was like, where's the sound? And I was like, oh, the sound is not there. But, yo, man, thank you so much for coming through. I feel like we're in the presence of greatness. I, I, Our listeners, new listeners should know that I'm not uh, a very knowledgeable wrestling fan i haven't been following wrestling much but since we had chris on i've been looking more at it and in doing some of the due diligence for this episode i'm looking at your career man and it is quite a crazy story 15 years old i just don't think that most people get started like that and it's uh it's it's been a while right it's like you know living in mexico for like five years coming to japan for like 16 years or whatever it is back forth so it's crazy, man. I don't know. It's just, it's been a while. while I, I couldn't I couldn't find a person that said a negative thing about you. And I think that that speaks well to your character because to have that long of a career and to have people support you and, and really care about your career and nobody is on the side being like, yo, fuck that guy. <laughs> yo, like, I dislike that I'm guy. I'm sure they're saying it. I just don't know where you, you, you got to look, you got to dig deeper. Well, they're hiding because <laughs> they're hiding because they don't want to catch those clotheslines, fam. Right. You know, but, but they last a get, long time. Yeah, I got a lot of information on my Twitter and they get yeah. blocked usually when they're right. negative. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay, okay. Secretly block them. Yeah, yeah well, we, we posed, uh, we posed, um, uh, we, we, we let everybody on Reddit know that we were going to be doing a podcast episode with you and ask people to send us questions. And there was a, a great uh, turnout, man. There's a lot of awesome. questions that we're going to ask at the end of the podcast from people on there. And I think that a lot of them are really good questions. And none of them were like, Rocky sucks, <laughs> which you which you cool, get cool. with some, you know, the nature of the beast is that people sure. are going to cheer for one. I was a little another. nervous whenever I'm about to hit that submit button on yeah. Reddit. Like, should I really do this? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to mess up my karma here. Yeah. yeah. I, Did I anything you, I type? Uh, expose who I am and where I live mm. and how they could fuck yeah, my life yeah. up. Exactly. Yeah. But but yeah, thanks for coming in, man. Last night you no were worries. just doing your thing. We were watching the match just a few minutes ago. Yeah, I'm beat up, sore as hell. Yeah, <laughs> like, I was yeah. I like you can tell like my voice is like a little tired. For like yeah, for the yeah. for all of us as well. <laughs> you know, it was one thing they didn't get it on the the camera shot, but like me and you know I was there. It was another wrestler, Juice Robinson, was was calling it with us, and like Kevin Kelly, he was always there. We were on our feet for the end. No way. Yeah. And, oh man, that's and, awesome. And Juice and Lyke on the other end, and he's <laughs> standing. You know, like we're just like going crazy. And it was one of those things where, even in our capacity. You know, trying to be smart or analytical, and it just goes out the window. Yeah. And it was just such a wonderful like. You you walk out and you go, ah, oh, that is why pro wrestling so great. Right. Right? It was just yeah. such a, a perfect story to tell. Like, yeah, when I got to the locker room, so after the match, so last night I main evented Cork and Hall in a singles match for the first time in my career. Uh, Congratulations, as, you know, as Rocky Romero. So um, it was like a huge moment, and then I ended up pulling out the win. You know, upset. And uh, I, when I got to the back, I have the, 
Jushin Liger gives me it comes over to me gives me a huge hug. <laughs> like <laughs> this is a legend. Like right. you know, like you forget sometimes. You know, like yeah. you spend time with these guys, but you're like, dude, this guy is a living legend. He's coming over here and like, like, what a match, what a match. And he's like hugging me, and I'm just like, this is insane. <laughs> like yeah. what's what's going on in my life? You know? Yeah, that's a, it's <laughs> that's amazing, oh, man. Yeah. I think you know sometimes it happens. Oh. Not, not to not to make this uh, about us, but you know, some we're just lowly guys who've been a part of hip hop culture for you know our whole lives. When you know, when I was 15, I was a part of hip hop culture. I was breaking and doing things. And whenever we get props by somebody we care about, man, it's really like it really legitimatizes us uh, in terms of like our passion for it. And it's sometimes it's like getting that payment from him. Giving right. you props is is sometimes doper than the paycheck. You yeah. know what I mean? So no, definitely. And, and yeah, I'm sure you definitely earned that. So yo, congratulations. Felt good, man. man. It felt good. Yeah. And and you know, you're not as beat up today as I was expecting. I was expecting no, you to come in with like a little limp, <laughs> maybe like a bruise, you no, know? But, I was limping before, to be yeah. honest. Yeah, my back is like really sore and Oh man. And I drank too much last night. But congratulations, man. The first time in your career doing that, huh? Yeah. Rockwin Hall is yeah. a really dope spot too. Dude, I mean, so much fame, you know, like boxing matches and wrestling, obviously synonymous there. And it's like, uh, you know, that's the Mecca of wrestling. As far as I'm concerned, uh, mm -hmm. probably across the world. You it's, know? What, it's one of those, it, it's literally, I don't know if you've been there, but it, it literally comes through the walls because mm -hmm. the, I don't you, think I've been there. No, it's, it's, you, you uh, go it's up the stage. Yeah, it's up. built up. And so it's on, it's on the fifth floor of like mm -hmm. this complex. And so like fans will line up down the stairs. Yeah. And for like decades, they like these fans just like writing on the walls mm -hmm. and the main events they were seeing, you know, and I'm here. And it's, so like you just walk up those stairs and it's like all of like, you know, I'm here and, you know, I saw Stan Hansen, like mm, 1980, so, whatever, like Ric Flair. And, you know, it's so like all of those guys and it's just there, you know, and I think there was like a few years ago, I think they were saying they were going to just like paint over it or something. Oh, they were just, they were just no, no way. No, you know, in the backstage there, they had a, so, for so many years, whenever you'd wrestle there, you'd go and you write your name on the wall or whatever, you box there, MMA, whatever. And there's just like thousands of names on there. Mm. And they painted over it like five years ago. Yeah, it's that's just a mistake. Yeah, that's a mistake. You know, that, that whole area is kind of uh, like a holy ground for like combat sports and things. The uh, the Kodokan is there too. The the judo like mecca mm -hmm. of judo oh, right. yeah. is oh, yeah, right there. Oh yeah, it's just right Bukuku. around the corner. Yeah, 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 you know, that whole area. And um, both of those places just have a tremendously rich history that um, if you're outside of this subculture, you would never realize the type of magic effort and just, you know, blood, sweat and tears it happen at that place so it's really that's really dope man but uh we introduced rocky back to madison square garden uh, how was yeah. that oh, were yeah, you there yeah, for that yeah 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 i uh, i was uh, we had like a 30 man battle yeah, royal big, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah it was awesome i mean just to hear the music you know music plays and that's gotta come out yeah sold out madison square garden uh, roar the crowd I'm like running in the ring. I'm like, please don't fall. Please don't fall. Please don't fall. <laughs> slide, <laughs> slide yeah. in, you know, and it's just like people yeah. are just going nuts. I mean, uh, it was a, it was a great show. It was, New Japan yeah. really showed, I, th I think, you know, to fans who came from all around the world to this event, you know, during uh, WrestleMania weekend. And I think they just really showed like just, yeah, even how great the product is. when they were sort of showing the, the, the sort of intro video before the show starts. And I was sort of like stood down there by the stage and like 
just the reaction when our guys came on and like yeah. these guys that you know people that have never seen these people live you know before in their lives and they're like wow just to see their faces on video and i'm like yeah that's that's awesome wow how many people will pack into that uh into that Eighteen thousand. Yeah, maybe. Is, is that one of your larger yeah. audiences that you've uh, wrestled in front of? Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah definitely. Uh, I mean, we do like Osaka Joe. What's that like? 15, Osaka Joe. Yeah, is is that'll be about eighteen, I think, as well. So and then like we do Tokyo Dome every year. So yeah, like, like we're, 30, we're pushing forty. 30, yeah, almost yeah, to forty. Yeah. Yeah. Oh wow. But forty the, in the Tokyo Dome. Yeah. 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 Whoa. The, but like the the amazing like talking about history like. <laughs> You know, we work with, um, you know, the, the main announcer on our side is Kevin Kelly, who's been in the business for years and years. He used to work in the WWF all the way through that, you know, when The Rock was The Rock was, he's got some memorable promos with The Rock. So we're walking around, like, you know, I'm sort of working backstage or whatever. Kevin comes in and he's like, raising over, he's like, come here, come here, come here, come to this room. He opens it, he makes a big announcement, he's like, gather around everybody. This is the room where eight-year-old Mae Young gave birth to a hand. <laughs> Everybody applauds. You know that. <laughs> that happened in Madison Square Garden. That's so weird. Do you know, um, you know Mark Henry, right? Yeah. He had a storyline in you know that era of the WWF where he was dating or hooking up with Mae Young, who's this legendary wrestler. But at this time, she was 80 years old yeah, or something like that. Mm. <laughs> and eventually she gave birth to uh, like a gloved hand like or a something. That's Hands and like yeah. Kevin was telling me this story where like Vince was just I read about that. deliberately yeah. trying to make this other guy that in the company like throw up. So he was trying to think the grossest thing possible. <laughs> 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 he just, you know, he's loved rummaging around the backstage area and like find something just like with a maniacal laughter goes into this room. I read a story. Of my Wrestling <laughs> is weird, man. <laughs> yeah. oh, yeah. Wrestling is oh, weird yeah. as hell, man. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. we, we, I think in New Japan we play it like more straight lace. Right. Yeah. Play, yeah. You know, I think. No, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> I read yeah, a story. Mark like Henry <laughs> asked Vince, like, "Why? Why a hand? What? 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 What is? What does it mean?" And Vince was like, "It's a hand." And Mark was like, yeah, yeah, but what does it mean? Like, uh, does it symbolize anything? And Vince was just like, it's a hand. And he just started <laughs> to himself. <laughs> dope, 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 man. Dope. Shout out to eccentric billionaires. Yeah, well. Uh, I don't know if I want to give eccentric know. billionaires. Oh, no. well, there's maybe one. No, I know. No, there's not. I don't know. <laughs> I, I won't get into some, like, some hating on rich people today because uh, I do that sometimes. But let, let's, uh, let's, uh, we were having some conversations about growing up in Los Angeles. Uh, yeah. Uh, which is where you're from, and what area of Los Angeles did you grow up in? I grew up in West Covina, California, so it's like, uh, yeah, San Gabriel Valley. It's like, what, 30 minutes outside of downtown LA. Okay. West, man, yeah. Man, the uh, the 90s East, were rough, sorry. those years that we were yeah, growing up out there. Yeah. You remember we couldn't wear like Raiders jackets? No. We, there was a lot of clothing we couldn't wear. There, You wouldn't be able to go into some establishments if you were wearing certain type of clothing. Certain colors, was, caps. Yeah. Like, uh, my dad... Uh, he worked in Compton, so like oh, you know, shit, Chicago yeah. Bulls in the '90s. I was like all about the Chicago yeah. Bulls. He's like, take that off right now. You're gonna work with me today. He's like, take yeah. all that off right now. Go put on yeah. a different color. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. like couldn't wear anything red. Nothing. Yeah. And your interest in wrestling began to develop around that age. Were you like a weirdo because of you like wrestling? You're wrestling at 15. Did did people? No, no. I think for the most part, everybody thought it was pretty sick. You know. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I I've been a wrestling fan since I was. 
as far as I can remember, you know, like my grandma used to watch uh, wrestling and my, you know, I'd spend like Saturdays with her. My parents were working and she would just be like every at 12 o'clock every Saturday, she'd make some jello and we'd like watch wrestling. That was like our tradition. Oh, dope, yeah. Man. And she'd like be all, yeah, yeah, she was dope. And, uh, you know, she's like old Puerto Rican lady. So she'd get all crazy. She'd be throwing her fucking chanclas at the, ah, at the, la <laughs> yeah. Chanclas. Yeah. yeah, you know, so it, like that, I grew up with that passion or mm. like about it, like that kind of passion. I think that's what made me like be all fired up yeah. about wrestling. So yeah, when I was 15 and I, and I joined the, uh, the professional wrestling school, uh, school, of hard knock shout out. Um, I, everybody was like, what? You're wrestling? What? Like, that's dope. That's dope, you know? So, Were you already getting, like, kind of swole and working on your body and trying to get... I was working out, but I was skinny. I was yeah. still pretty skinny. Shout out to, yeah. Yo, shout out to being skinny back in the 90s, man. <laughs> I remember that. I was looking pretty good, too. You know, the six-pack had me good. Word. And you're a Puerto Rican, but you grew up in Cali, man. That must yeah. have been a little bit interesting. Yeah, because uh, I, I probably should have be, been a New York be, yeah. actually. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, my parents. So my, my dad was born in Puerto Rico. My mom was born in uh, the Bronx, in New York. And uh, when they when she got pregnant, she they decided like maybe New York is not the place that we want to yeah. raise a kid. So why don't we go out west? And the rest of my family was there. My grandma was there. So they're like, let's just do it. Mm. So they they moved out there and uh, and. Born in L.A. No. Yeah. Word. When I first saw you, I was like, oh, he's he's black. Like, he's yeah. half black or something like that. You know, that's my brother in type right, of shit. But, right. but you're... And then I thought maybe, oh, he's Cuban because he's he has the rest of the guy. <laughs> yeah. but Puerto right. Rican, huh? Yeah, that's Puerto dope, Rican. Though, yeah, I mean, uh, the Cuban gimmick came, you know, like when I was like, what, 18 or 19 or something like that. They were like, oh, there's too many Puerto Ricans in wrestling because that was like the turn the time of the Boricuas and Savio Vega. They're like, let's make you a little different. Let's just say that you're Cuban. I was like... I just wanted to wrestle. I was like, yeah, sure. Call me whatever you want. I don't care. Word, you know, say where I'm from. I don't care. You know, mm. I just want to wrestle. You know, so uh, that's kind of where that came from. But now, as an older guy now, I'm like trying to change my history. <laughs> you know, because I'm proud of being right. Puerto Rican. You know, I want yeah. people, you know, especially like what's gone on, you know, in the last few years. And, yeah. You know, like, representation. Representation is, is important. Dope. So it's like. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm trying to change that, but it's so hard. People change my Wikipedia to like Puerto Rican, and then like somebody will change it back to Cuban. I'm like, come on, I know he's Cuban. <laughs> Stop messing with it. I have the, <laughs> right, I have the documents. He's Cuban. Yeah. Word, man. I mean, when you were growing up, I mean, I didn't really know a lot of Puerto Rican cats living on the West Coast like that. Yeah. I, I knew like Big Pun. Yeah. I was like, yo, Big Pun. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's Puerto Rican, right. and that's it. So, right. did you have any role models, uh, the wrestlers who that you could kind of look to and be like, yo, that guy's like me. I want to, you know, represent like him. Speaking um, of diversity, you know? Yeah, Savio Vega. You know, like, I thought I thought he was like, I kind of always had some kind of affection for him, you know, mm. in some kind of way. Always, uh, I, I thought he was a, a heck of a wrestler. And I was like, oh, that guy's Puerto Rican like me. Oh, that's cool. Like, maybe yeah. I can do that one day, yeah. you know, always. But, um, I mean, in the 90s, I mean, you just... Ultimate Warrior, Hulk Hogan, those were the guys that, that I really, guy. yeah, I Appa looked up Apparently, to as a kid, both yeah. of those guys are not like the greatest outside of uh, <laughs> no. outside of the wrestling ring. But yeah. I was a big Ultimate Warrior fan. Yeah. He used to get me extra hyped up with yeah. his oh, promos, yeah. man. Dude, I used to take off my shoelaces and like wrap, wrap around, around my around arm, your biceps, <laughs> yeah. my biceps, yeah. run around the house like pressing my cat and like yeah. whatever I could find like <laughs> over my head. You know? I, had, I had no idea what he was talking about as a kid. No, nobody like, did. <laughs> load the spaceship up with the words of the warrior. Like, yo, whatever is going on here is of tremendous value and I need to work on my life like this, right. man. Yeah. Yeah, but, but okay, dope. Well, you know, um, I think one thing that's important, like, 
maybe a lot of people don't realize this, uh, especially uh, white folks, because there's always been representation for them. You know, sure. you, you, we've got all the superheroes and things. But for me, it was like I would gravitate towards characters who were ethnically ambiguous or like the alien or something like that, the weird person. Mm-hmm. So as a kid, like the Ultimate Warrior, I was like, yo, he seems he's got like Native American type right. of face paint on, and right. you know, like I was just like, I like this type of stuff. So that's dope, man. What Tito you- Santana, shout out oh. to Tito Santana. He was a guy who. Yeah, he definitely. Uh, I felt represented with him too as well. How did you feel about the uh, the Kofi Kingston uh, WrestleMania join him being kind of like the? Yeah, I thought it was an awesome, awesome moment. I went, I went to like, uh, I stopped in at uh, Wale Mania like the night before. Oh, it was cool. Like Wale's, yeah. He has, he has a thing like uh, every night before WrestleMania, and uh, Kofi was on stage, and everybody's just like going nuts, and like you could see that how much love that you know, and everybody felt like. Damn, like this it's is time. This, this is the time, yeah. yeah. And uh, to see that moment was yeah. that was the whole uh, the whole WrestleMania was about that moment for me. I thought, yeah. I, I watched I watched it with Layden. That's the first WrestleMania I seen since the '90s, and not even really knowing his narrative, just seeing it happen, like there was an an energy there that was like, yo, that's really dope. Mm-hmm. Like when it when it comes to the oral history of wrestling right like you've you've been a part of it you've seen the changes you've been behind the scenes and you've you know you've sat next to like x-pac and and have had these things happen to you what is something about wrestling culture that the general public just doesn't know or something that you would want to know more about wrestling that is only a oral history at this point Maybe that's like a deep that's ass a question, deep question man. <laughs> Maybe but, Chris will help me on this. Yeah, one. Well, but, you know, that's why. I, yeah, uh, I think it's just like any subculture that the fact that like the passion is real in in, in wrestling, like the uh, fans are like they have so much love or hate or whatever it is. It mm. might be, but it is like the, a, such a strong passion that it's electric. Like I tell people, like you got to go if you're not a wrestling fan. Come to a Corican and right. just check it out. Co- yeah. Have a couple beers. Come check it out. My my uh, my my wife's family came to Japan um, last year for like a vacation or whatever, and I said, "Oh, come to the show. Come check it out." They, they're not wrestling fans at all. They're like seven years old. They're mm. not into wrestling. They don't care about wrestling. They think it's cool that I do it, yeah. you know, whatever. So um, I said, "Come on, you know, come check out the show." They came to Corican and I wrestled. It was the highlight of their trip. Mm. They said it was the is the most fun they had the whole time they were in Japan, the first time ever in Japan. Yeah. It's so much fun, man. It, it is. They were. I mean, it was a few times. Um, I spoke to Kota Ibushi, who's like famous for, you know, now he's New Japan full time. But yeah. he was famous for a long time for like doing very obscure. You know, he's kind of like a an auteur in in a way, mm. a very interesting like performance artist in his own right, like above wrestling. And so he'd do a lot of this stuff where he just wrestle in the street right just wrestle literally on trains. In the street, <laughs> on trains you know find something high to jump off of he'll do it there was like a viral video of like when he went to london like he was doing moonsaults off cars with like fireworks in his hand <laughs> and so like I was, Yo, this guy's like, raw like, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. i was like yeah. why 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 would you do that and it's like well if you want to broaden the spectrum if people just see wrestling they're going to fall in love with it but no, but as soon as you put up like a barrier to entry, like wrestling's in this place, it costs this much for a ticket. So then people, you know, there's 
a little bit of reticence there. I've got to put my money down to come into this thing, right? Whereas, like, you know, if you just go out just, like, anywhere, just some random granny is going to walk by, see this, and go, holy shit, this is amazing, yeah. you know, and then fall in love with wrestling. It was like um, Minoru Suzuki as well, who, like, last year for his 30th anniversary did a completely two, like, completely free shows in uh, Yokohama, in, like, Akarenga. It's, like, the, the big sort of warehouse you know shopping district mm -hmm. and so like like 20,000 people just outside in the open air and it was pissing down with rain it was mm. like the most amazing moment because like it was just torrential rain and like That's an interesting Suzuki dynamic and Akade, wrestling match. oh it was and they didn't that sounds stop, awesome they didn't stop it yeah, <laughs> yeah. they didn't stop they the didn't show. stop the it there was 30 on. minutes and like everybody had their umbrellas out and like I was there getting completely drenched and like you, you couldn't see shit at first because everybody had their umbrellas out. So the ring announcer, before he starts, like comes out, he says, we have a special request from Minoru Suzuki. Please shut your umbrellas. And, <laughs> and then you kind of think everybody would go, oh, but everybody's like, yo, this is like yeah. an anime. <laughs> yo, this Fuck, is like an yeah, anime. This, like, is, this is yeah. the moment. But like, yeah. this is a moment. Yeah. And it was just a moment in time. And like, That's yeah, they, they went, Suzuki and Okada went like like full 30 minute. Oh, it was Okada? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okada oh, and wow. Suzuki, yeah. And like, that was the whole thing. Was, like, his character is the rainmaker. He's on home court. That's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was a moment, man. But like, it's, yeah, getting rid of that once you get rid of that barrier to entry because like we can't make all the events free and we can't say you know hey subscribe to our streaming service it's free but if we can do as much as we can from a language side and from a, a historical side to say hey these are these are who these two guys are this is why they're fighting blah 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 mm -hmm. you know and present that in english then that removes one barrier to entry mm -hmm. and, and keeps people hooked in that's kind of how i got big in, back into it man my friend was like hey i've got these tickets do you want to come yeah and i was like yeah sure you know i saw like a little show when i was living in tochigi at like you know the the citizens hall or whatever mm. and i was like oh yeah that was cool they like came around the ring it was like yeah i watched like a little wrestling match and it was like uh Wrestle Kingdom 11 or 12, whichever the first Omega Okada match was at. Mm. And I was like, oh shit, this is like WrestleMania. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And it was amazing, man. Like, the show was great. Uh, Ibushi was there as mm. a, a tiger mask. And I was like, even with the mask, I was like, I like this guy. <laughs> and I think you wrestled there also. I think uh, Rapongi Vice oh, wrestled yeah, yeah. at that one. We might have, yeah. Yeah, man. It was just a great show. And it like, Got me back into wrestling after I had, you know, kind of fallen off after so many that, years. That's what I'm saying. I think that people always have like this, like, misconception about wrestling or whatever they think like oh you know they're so quick to be like oh well that's a you know it's not MMA it's not yeah. you know it's not this it's not that you know and then it's like not nah, just come open your mind right. like it's creative it's fun it's like a good time like you I promise you you're gonna have an amazing yeah. time I, I think nowadays like the 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 presentation of it as you know sports entertainment now is a bit different when I was growing up in the 90s as a kid I didn't realize that what I was watching was something that was organized and put together. There was planned outcomes. These were, you know, people portraying characters and they would go on and do other characters and things of that nature. There was, a, like, when the illusion was broke for me, when, like, the authenticity of these punches was kind of destroyed in my little 
10, 11 year old mm-hmm. head, it took something away from wrestling for me that took a long time for me to kind of settle back into. Right. And there was kind of a changing uh, of, of thought in the general public a lot of in the late 90s, that way, right? I think, yeah. And that that's when you were first rising to, to prominence in, in wrestling and when you first getting your start. So this idea of like uh, it being not real, you know, there's uh-huh. that theme like it's still real to me, damn it. Mm. Like that seems to be a little bit change now right now you have information from wrestlers you can listen to a podcast of stone cold steve austin and they're talking about the history and actual relationships and locker room drama and things that really happen and to me it adds another level to kind of the beauty of the uh, of wrestling culture right whereas like i think similar to like movies or tv or something like that where like you know there obviously there's a behind the scenes that goes along with it and and it's like it is what it is. It's an art, you know. It's 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 one of the like truest art forms because it, yeah. it it takes a lot of skill to do, you know, cuz you know, there's so many elements to a wrestling right. match. You know, you it's a live performance. You're working with another person in a physical manner, you know. Uh there's a referee. There's like so many right. people like you're, there's you're thinking improvisation. about improvisation. Yeah. You're thinking about 50 billion things right. all at once and 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 you're trying to, you know, like emote the way you want like right. it's just crazy it's just crazy it, it, it really you know um like i i appreciate it and i think that what you guys do is uh absolutely incredible uh that you know it, it's different than mma like I'm, mm. a, I'm a big mma fan and i'm familiar with mma for you know almost 20 years now but it's it's different it's you know comparing different. you guys to you know what mma is it's it's apples to oranges it's like basketball to tennis or basketball to soccer it, they're completely two different art forms it was just weird for me, like the authenticity of it mm. as a kid. But now I, I really enjoy it. And, and some cer- people just can't get over that fact, you know. Yeah. Like, you know, they're just like turned off because it isn't MMA, you right. know. And and like, you know, there is some predetermined stuff that sure. goes involved. So that's like, well, I just that's it. I'm, I'm, you know, and they just make their 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 point right there, and they're mm-hmm. done with it, you know. I think they, they, they dismiss s- it. It's so many things to so to such different people that it's almost like it becomes the cliched line for like Japanese whenever like you see a Japanese wrestler get interviewed uh, in in much of the media there's always like the the question that someone throws in where it's like to you what is professional wrestling Mm. and like loads of people always get asked that and it's always like it's such a cliched question in a sense but but everybody throws out a different answer Mm. you know it means something else to it. It's kind of similar to hip hop. Like a lot of people only listen to rappers that you know are not characters or yeah. don't seem like they're characters, or some people who only like the character kind of rap. Like you know, it, that the, that's a that's a thing that was of tremendous importance to me. Like growing up in the era that I did in, in the era of hip hop culture is like you couldn't say you're a drug kingpin if you weren't a drug kingpin. Right. You couldn't say that you were a killer gangster if you weren't a killer gangster because there are real people who are doing those things. So to portray one thing and and not be that was like you don't do that. Like and so I've never been a fan of Rick Ross because dude, you're not a drug kingpin. You're a former correctional officer and other people are willing to kind of look past that and just enjoy the music but for me there was a difficulty there Mm -hmm. um now you've portrayed so many different uh characters so to speak i don't know if that's a proper wrestling uh nomenclature characters right ones where you're rocking a mask ones where you're 
Cuban. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, what feels most authentic to you in terms of your expression as a, as a wrestler? Or do they all just are something else? Is it more like an acting? Yeah, I think it's like, you know, when you, it's like a role, you know, in the beginning, it's like you're taking it on and you're, you're trying to figure it out. You're not really sure if this is you or what it is, but you're trying to figure it out to make it you, you know, and have that, that part of you actually come out. So, I mean, it, it was a good experience to have all those different, you know, opportunities, you know, to be Black Tiger, to be, a, you know, Grey Shadow and all these different things all over the world. But like now I feel like now is the best time because I'm actually just being me. Like I'm, I'm, I'm making music and doing like yeah. you said, my entrance music. And yeah. I'm like, I, you know, I'm, I'm speaking from the heart more than ever. Like, like you're Puerto Rican. I'm Puerto Rican. I can say I'm Puerto Rican. But it's, yeah. I had to take all those steps so right. to, and, and, and have all that experience to be able to actually just be me now. Yeah. You know? Hey man, congratulations! Yeah, thank you. Yeah, it's it it takes a long time to 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 be able to make choices for the characters that you're portraying, right? Right. Like, no, yeah, it's it's a it's been a long road. It's yeah. been a very long road, but uh, I'm fortunate now that I get to do it, and, I, and you know, I'm doing it in a, in a company that lets me do that. You know, where they're not, uh, you know, saying, hey, you know, you're Puerto Rican, so you got to play this Puerto Rican stereotype. Right. You got to do this or that. You know, like yeah. whatever. You know, I'm like, no, I just get to be myself you know whatever you know and and show people like yeah i like video games i like you know tvs and movies i can talk about those things and like yeah you know uh and, and you know nobody's saying like you know you got to do it this right. way you got to do it that way you know so it's like it, it feels good you're not you're not a parody of anything or no. trying to play up something you're just rocky romero, just rocky romero yeah I like that, man. That's super yeah. dope. Yeah. I could I could see like uh, you in the ring, watching you fight in the ring, and watching you come in here. There's no separation. Like I didn't say like, oh man, he didn't. You know what I mean? Like you could have came in here and just clothesline all the ten times. <laughs> yeah. you know? I was thinking about it on the way here. I was like, <laughs> I just hit these guys to <laughs> yeah. establish dominance. You know what I mean? Let them know what's up. No, but that's that's really dope, man. And I'm I'm proud of you. Uh, that sounds weird to say, but I'm proud to see that. Uh, you representing for what you want to do and, and, and all of these things. I'm fortunate, man. I'm Shout out to fortunate. you. Thank you. So, Yo, uh, talking about, you know, now portraying yourself, uh, where where did the the love and affection for Rapungi come from? That's a good question. Yo, <laughs> that is a good question. Yeah. Because, okay, so, you know, uh, going back, Japan was always such a big goal to come and wrestle in Japan because... All my heroes came here, you know, like Chris Jericho and, you know, 90s guys, cruiserweights, you know, in WCW, Rey Mysterio, Eddie Guerrero. So it was like, if you could make it in Japan or and wrestle in Japan, that means that, like, you were awesome. You know, you had all the skills that could, you know, to make it in professional wrestling. So, and I wasn't a big guy. So I was like, I never thought, like, I'll make it to WWE or WWF, you know. I was thinking, like, maybe I'll make it to ECW maybe get into wcw somehow you know back in the day but i was like if i can make it to japan that would be like the that's the thing you know so as i got into wrestling people who went to japan they would always i you know you read books and stuff they're always talking about rapungi and they're like oh yeah that's where all the foreigners go you know yeah, they, stuff they, happens at <laughs> stuff night happens over there. At, yeah yeah like, like that's know. the place to go so yeah. a young man coming to tokyo you know i'm like when are we gonna go to Rapungi? This sounds like, you know, like it's yeah. shit is gonna go down there. You know, we shit, need to be there. Does, <laughs> shit, shit is, yo, Lake was there last night. Like, <laughs> shit is going down in Rapungi. Yeah. So like, uh, I, you know, like I was like, you know, and I'm like 19 or 20 years old, 20 years old when I first come over. Oh, so I'm like, man, man. I, I got to get to Rapungi. So like, 
and it and it lived up to its uh, yeah. <laughs> to, to to you know the the stories and or whatever and, and you know we used yeah. to go like me and Prince Devitt who's Finn Balor now in the WWE oh. and uh, Carl Anderson we would have we would have these epic, oh, that sounds epic nights fun in yeah. Rapungi <laughs> yeah. you guys are all young good we're looking in exact dudes exactly, in Rapungi yeah, yeah. oh we're man we're just having a blast so like so that was what kind affection. of STDs did you guys no, <laughs> <laughs> tell us all about the STDs Finn Balor guy yeah uh, I don't know what you're talking about <laughs> but uh, but um, you know that's I think where the kind of uh, affection came from for Rapungi and then just like now t- truth be told as a little older it's like well Rapunzel so sounds rough. like yeah, so yeah. Rough. that's like a whole endeavor. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I had to stretch before I go. <laughs> exactly. Just to clarify, yeah. I had like, to be convinced to go to Rapunzel. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. how it usually yeah. kind of yeah. goes now, yeah. you know. But every like, uh, I was there like a week ago or so, but I was convinced by uh, one of my uh, uh, other wrestlers, Will Osprey. He was like, man, he, you know, he's was like, that after your match? Uh, it was. I think it was before. Yeah. Okay. So he's Great. like, yeah, he, love that match. Thank you, though. thank yeah. you. Yeah, he's like 26 years old. So he's like, oh, I just oh, can't he's wait. Young. Yeah, oh, he's like, man. Oh, wow. his liver oh, it's his still birthday. processes it was alcohol. His birthday. Really? Oh, yeah, dope. yeah. So, yeah, so we're like, yeah, ha- yeah, happy birthday. Yeah. So, like, I was like, oh, I, got, I got to go to Will's birthday. I'm, you know, yeah. okay. All right, let's go. You know, Yo, where do wrestlers have their birthday parties? Uh, this one was at, uh, it wasn't at Friday's, it was at um, Hard Rock. You wanted to go to Harvard. Okay. Yeah, Okada stopped in and said hi. That's which was really crazy. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> Do you guys get uh, noticed in the streets? Uh, yeah, sometimes. Sometimes it's weird on the train or something like that. Cause I forget, you know, like yeah. <laughs> You're like, why is this person be, coming up to me? Happy? Somebody's like, you know, but then you can tell, like, when you know, like somebody's like giving you really weird like looks from <laughs> from across <laughs> like the train, and you're like, you're like, oh, this guy probably a fan, you know, uh. and then and then like. Oh, he gets like a little closer, a little closer at every stop. Yeah. And then finally, like, he knows. <laughs> <laughs> and then he, gets then he locks in the sleeper yeah. hole. <laughs> <laughs> basically, basically. And then, you know, like, and then there's always like, are you Rocky Romero? I'm like, yes. And he's like, can I get an autograph or something or a picture? I'm like, sure. Yeah. That's dope. Yeah, it's cool, though. I mean, the appreciation. It, you're you're not like to the point where you can't like go to Disneyland without being swarmed. So, uh, no. you probably always appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Nobody knows me at Disneyland for sure. Did anybody approach you as you were coming here? <laughs> no, 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 no. Third biggest station in the world, man. No. Was, you know, I uh, I took I, I took, truth be told I, t- yeah, I took a taxi because I was oh, hungover okay. and I didn't want to <laughs> <laughs> the train. Yo, that's a flex, man. Taking a taxi <laughs> in Tokyo costs a couple of dollars. I, I appreciate you doing that, man. I know, I know. I'll take you to get something to eat after this if you want. Yeah, you know, on me. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, how do you feel Rapungi or Tokyo at large has changed since you've been here? Oh. Definitely Rapungi has changed. Like I, I feel like it's um uh, it's not as crazy as it once was, yeah. you know, like especially in the like early 2000s mid 2000s uh it was wild, man. Mm. It was like wild and there was like people everywhere. It doesn't really feel like that. It doesn't feel like the same vibe. There's like a couple places that it, we used to frequent like Wall Street and used to have like I remember having so many like crazy nights there like after 1 p.m. when everybody gets off or 1 a.m. sorry mm. when everybody gets off or so 2 a.m. and it's just like just madness but it doesn't really feel like that anymore I feel they've like cleaned it up they've a lot. cleaned it up a lot yeah um which is great too but uh it's just different it's just yeah. different yeah yeah, I had a New Year's resolution to never go to Rapungi a couple years back and I've been pretty good off of really? that. Like, I only go there when latest got a show oh, uh, cool. like in a Zabu Juban, but it's a nice area, man. Like, there's a lot of places in Tokyo that are just like really cool little cultural epicenters that you might not ever hear about this little nightclub if you didn't just end up there accidentally. Right. Right. When was your first time coming to Japan? 
2002, October okay. 2002. Oh, yeah. wow. Dude, you know, I, I should tell you this, because this was pretty crazy. The the last, not this year's Wrestle Kingdom, but last year's Wrestle Kingdom, 2018, uh, my wife was over, and uh, and I was hanging out with uh, Jimmy Iovine's son, Jamie Iovine, and, and, uh, and he's like, do you want to go to... Jimmy one- Iovine, the famous producer? Yeah. Or is this a- really yeah yeah wow his, his son is, is, is he like he's a manager in wrestling and he does oh, like he's okay. he like he loves oh. wrestling too and he's like but now he's doing like some manager stuff like uh with certain groups like in southern california and stuff so he's, he's a cool dude and uh he was he came over to watch the show and he was like uh do you, what are you doing tonight and he's like do you want to go to uh one oak and i was like yeah and he's uh, and he goes uh little john is in town and he's gonna play. I remember he's that. Play one oh, you were here for that. So I, 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 me and my wife find ourselves hanging out with Little John, drinking his tequila, like at his table, and like, just like he was one of the nicest yeah. persons I've, I've ever. What met. I hear. He was like so yeah, nice. He's like sweet. Like town represent. Yeah, man. Yeah. We're talking about wrestling and stuff, and like we're just having a conversation. I'm like, what is this life? I think yeah. Little John. How <laughs> you just gonna be Little John? WWE, right? I think one time. Yeah. He did it. Yeah. Like one of, when they were having like celebrities. Guest host Raw. Oh, okay. Like a few years back. I think Lil John came up. You know, Maybe. he's largely seen as just like this pop culture type of dude who made yeah. a bunch of songs about yelling and shit and having fun. But yo, he's a real legit DJ who worked his way up on some. Yeah, man. He yeah, used to he's, do he's Atlanta Shake OG. booty music. Man. Yeah, he's yeah. an OG. He works hard, dude. He yeah, everything hard. that he's got, man, he earned that. He worked for that. It wasn't some, you know, uh, industry plant that was like no. yo we're gonna put some gold teeth on you and make you dope he's yeah he's a really crazy yeah, he's guy he's a real deal yeah but you're just hanging out with jimmy Iovine's son that's pretty crazy too man <laughs> yeah. to be honest he's with a, you he's i mean a like, good dude man that's like a, a billionaire dude, dude right yeah. he's like, like a billion dollars he's responsible for uh, dre and almost Tom everything petty and yeah eminem, he's a crazy yeah. guy yeah eminem so word up well, yeah. Now let's go into a temperature check segment where For we sure. rifle off quick questions. Oh, you well, get kind before of that, um, you're making your own music, uh-huh. your theme music. Uh, was that always an interest of yours, like alongside wrestling, or is that a, a uh, new kind of thing what? that you decided to try? No, I mean, like, uh, I've always been into music. Like, in high school, I was in a band. I was, like, in a punk band and stuff like that. Oh, dope. Yeah, like, uh, I've always been, like, a hip-hop head, like... Do you like Fever 333? Fever 333? What was that? Uh, I, I want to say... I saw Seth Rollins make a post about them, and I got into them. They're like from California, these mm. ethnically... Am I saying that wrong again? What? Ethnically ambiguous? No, no. <laughs> I, I get that a lot. People, I am very ethnically ambiguous myself. But yeah, they're like... You, you, you too, know. Uh, Rocky. Thank ethnically you. ambiguous. I like it. We, <laughs> we look like people from the future. <laughs> they like uh, make, uh, you know... Hard, hardcore like punk music but they talk about you know injustice with the uh, police in mm. like southern california it's dope mm. okay it's really dope. Yeah, i'm not familiar out. with them though yeah. oh. um you know i mean growing like growing up uh you know like snoop dogg was a big influence obviously in the 90s in los angeles yeah, you know what i'm saying dre and all these things but uh but then like later when i got into high school i got introduced to operation ivy and th- and that kind of like turned me on to like punk music and ska and all these you know different genres like subgenres mm-hmm. and then uh, and, and that I started writing music. That's when I started like writing music. I was in a band, and uh, you know, so I started kind of playing around with that. And then I, I I focused just on wrestling. Got away from all that. And then I was living in Mexico in like 2009 or 2010, and I, I was like bored out of my mind because like that's when like drug wars started going all crazy mm. so like you know we went from wrestling like four times a week to like wrestling maybe once 
So I had like all this time on my hands and I had no creative outlet. And I was like kind of going nuts, you know? So, yeah, let me get <laughs> fucking Fruity Loops. Exactly. <laughs> That's exactly yeah, what I yeah. did. I went in and uh, I bought a laptop and uh, I had a buddy uh, who like would find programs. I'm like, get me this program, whatever, you know, let, let me know how much it is. And he like put it on, you know, on, on the laptop and I just started making beats. And then, I, and then I started getting, and then I bought a microphone, you know, and then I started just like making beats and like, I didn't have anybody to rap with, you know, there's a guy named Mark Corleone. He's a uh, Mark Gingerack. He was back in the mm. old, a you know, few years ago in WWE, but uh, he, he would rap. So like he would rap, I would rap, but like, I kind of had to rap out of necessity because I was making these beats and like, I had nobody to right. really <laughs> rhyme on them, you know? So, uh, so that's kind of like where I started just like writing. To, Pretty uh, dope to start your music career in Mexico. Yeah. <laughs> right? Because you're a bored wrestler. Yeah. <laughs> As the drug cartels yeah. are ruining the wrestling industry around you. Damn exactly, it. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. So well, yeah. Right. Yeah. So then I, I like, uh, I made, uh, I was in a tag team called Forever Hooligans with Alex Kozlov in Japan here. And uh, I made our, our theme music because i was coming out to, to be funny i was coming out to bmf by rick ross sorry dude it's a dope song it's a dope song he makes good music, good music yeah, for it. absolutely so um and then so like I, I i just kind of like kind of recreated the beat a little bit and then just like i was like i'll just i'll just rap on it and dope. i just rapped on it and then, and then i did uh rapungi vice when i was with trent beretta i gotta admit i was a little disappointed because i watched the full video for the first time this week I was a, a little disappointed. Show and Yo didn't like drop some bars, man. I was really I kind of was expecting too, yeah. like at least two, like four, like a, like a little quick, yeah. you know, yes. something. Yeah. Yeah. I would, trust me, I would have loved for them to do that, but they would have freaked out. They would have had a meltdown, mm. I'm sure, trying to think of what to say. <laughs> hey, that's where you get ghostwriters, man. That's yeah. my write those bars for exactly. them. Late, write those bars. Exactly. Yo, who, you telling me Okada doesn't have bars? <laughs> Naito doesn't have bars? You I know, know Naito's got bars. Uh, definitely Naito. He was in bar. Mexico. If anybody has bars, it's probably Naito. Tight. <laughs> 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 like. uh, do you do you want to do these temperature check questions right now? Yeah, definitely. Right. Um, let's, let, let's, uh, let's just start it off, yeah? Yeah. Who uh, was your favorite MC when you were 16 years old? 16? Um... We're about the same age, right? You're like 36? Yeah. Okay, same. So 16, we were like 97? 97. Something like that? 98? Yeah. Man, 97, 98. This is a tough question. I'm trying to remember. I'm trying to remember 97, 98, who I probably was listening to. Because I was probably listening to punk music more than anything. But, uh... In 97. Growing up on the West Coast, it was hard to escape that yeah. Snoop Dogg, yeah, Dre, it was probably Tupac, Pac, yeah, Pac, West Side yeah. Connection. I would say was it was big. probably yeah. something like that. Yeah. yeah, Snoop and Dre and, and and all that West Coast stuff. Yeah. What about your kind of introduction to hip hop music? What was your first hip hop album that you purchased or was given to you? Man, I mean, I the first one that I remember buying was was Doggy Style. A classic. Yeah. I remember finding that at my uncle's house. Like the I remember the, like the the, the pull out. Yeah. 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 I remember being strangely attracted to those <laughs> poodle <laughs> anthropomorphic poodle women. Yeah. And saying, hmm. No, I know. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I was I was there with you on that. Yeah, one. it was it was a, it was an interesting time <laughs> in my life. We don't know it, but that's the root of why we all came to Japan. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah, there's something to do with it. Something that, to it, yeah. 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 These anime characters are 
Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> it was that in that scene in Ninja Scroll with the big rock guy. Like, yeah. All right. Anyways, uh, favorite member of the Wu Tang Clan? Probably RZA. Shout out to uh, RZA. Yeah. Hey. Oh, the Abbott. Yes. I should have said Giza. Yeah, he should have said the Giza. I don't know if that was part of the conversation we're having earlier. No, but I think it was yeah, right, yeah, yeah. I don't know if it Before was recorded, but yeah, that was that was a good callback. That was a good callback, Rocky Romero. <laughs> and we're back. Yeah. I don't know, man. Sometimes the music, the I feel like it's only when certain people get in here that it's just like the energy is just be too, like, yeah. too electric. It's yeah, too right, electric. Yeah, it is. It is like I'm when India yeah. Davenport's in we here. Had, yeah. yeah, we had India Davenport from uh, the brand new heavies in here, and it was it was like tss, 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 multiple times, really? just like with you. I don't know. Yeah, we get lower guests in here. Like we had the homies in last week, and it wasn't it was even fine. tripping at all. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, Yo, who are these cats? I don't know these dudes, man. Come on. But okay, yeah. Uh, um, Mary fuck kill. 7-Eleven, Family Mart, Lawson's. And you've been here for a long yeah. time, so you must gonna, have an opinion. Yeah, I do. Uh, Mary 7-Eleven. Fuck. Family Mart, kill Lawson's. But really, you should really kill Sunkiss. Yo, fuck Sunkiss, fam. Straight up and down, sucks, right? Yo, like, how are you just going to have like, the bread all out and shit? I hope they don't become a sponsor because they, they suck. Nah, 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 man. Lawson's <laughs> are a sponsor. Uh, uh, <laughs> we've got no. integrity. We would never take money from those uh, Sunkiss no. cats. I like Chris is a good company, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get in so no, much no, no, trouble. To get to my I'm just kidding. I love Lawson's. Mary Lawson's. Mary Lawson's. That's what I meant. Yo, man, I'm really starting to feel like people that are really in tune with Japan or, you know, or are Japanese? They like Seven Eleven. They man. do. Yeah. What they is the like reason for this, man? Is it Seven Eleven has good snacks, man? Yeah. They got good snacks. I don't know. There's just something. They're. I don't know. I like the stuff there. I just like. The stuff I don't there. like how they got like Seven Eleven name brand beer. Seven Eleven name oh. brand like two highs because like they're yeah. a big like they're a big corporation in japan yeah. right so like ito yokodo is like their supermarket mm, and stuff yeah. so like that's still 7-eleven even like. i do realize that lawson's has good uh chicken steak i just realized mm. so i've just really? yeah i've just realized that they they, they have like the best like yakitori the at lawson's. yeah they have like yeah. the best yakitori stuff i just realized. oh except for the um yakitori not yakitori uh karage kun oh is yeah dope. the karage kun mm. is good too you know it's it's all of them are pretty good. Like They're all good. It, 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 on you know two o'clock in Rapungi, if you just need something, you're gonna go to the closest convenience right. store. So, yeah. In the past and now, best spots in Rapungi. In the past, Wall Street was my was my jam. Um, now, maybe like Vibrations or something. I just I like going to yeah. Yeah, One Oak was pretty sweet though. That's a that's a nice place. It was there last yeah. night? Oh yeah, it was the first time I went there like to actually have fun and chill. Mm. It was it was decent. Yeah, it was alright. They get a, quite a few like uh, people of celebrity, like famous folks mm. out there. A lot of people like, roll through there. A lot yeah. of uh, yeah. ASAP Rocky. We do um, um, like a gig guy, like a gig calendar, mm -hmm. and I remember putting Lil John on the calendar. Oh really? Yeah. Opt to come check it out. Yeah, I've, I haven't been there for like a like. Almost, well, almost two years. It's gonna be so. It's a club. Yeah, yeah. Club. yeah I've never, I've never been through there. Like I said, I haven't. I don't really go to Rapungi like that. You know, I'm married with a kid, so that is just inviting violence <laughs> into my life, so to speak. <laughs> 
You, are you married to a Japanese woman? No, no, not American woman. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So I, I just got married uh, in February. So, oh, wow. Yeah, Congratulations. So yeah, thank Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. She probably wouldn't be happy I'm not wearing my wedding ring right now. But. Don't say that. <laughs> we ain't got no cameras. That's fine. That's fine. Because <laughs> his hand is so actually, swollen. Yeah, yeah, my hand. From whooping El Phantasmo's ass. Catch these hands, El Phantasmo. My kayfabe is strong as fuck right now. I forgot the other questions. Who are some MMA cats that you like? You you you've got cauliflower ear. You yeah. train actual submission grappling. Yeah, I. Uh, you come y- from that background, right? Uh, like, a little at least bit. The the yeah. the dojos they exactly. come from like a catch wrestling background. Exactly. Yeah, the yeah. catch wrestling background. Uh, yeah, I, I in 2002 I joined the Los Angeles dojo, which was pretty much Antonio Noki's dojo in, in in Santa Monica, and uh, you know his philosophy was you got to learn everything, you know. Yeah. So like you know we did tons of martial arts yeah. you know and i was telling chris the other day we were we were talking on uh, the the new japan podcast and it's like you didn't know who was going to show up like one day your you know your ddp shows up and you're like okay cool ddp but then the next day boss rootin shows up and he's like let's do kickboxing and yeah. you're like what the hell <laughs> we're gonna <laughs> kickboxing fight. with yeah. boss rootin right now palm strikes but we are going to fight <laughs> yeah and he's trying to hit yeah. you in the liver yeah, and like man. showing you and he's like everything is showing you it's like so intense you're like whoa and okay. then uh, you know so like yeah everybody like tons of mma fighters would come in and you know steve blackman was doing karate one day like, oh, damn. <laughs> it's like it was just wild but you would pick up like really cool stuff you know ken shamrock came in and showed everybody how to do leg submissions you know mm. so uh, yeah, yeah Lionstone's famous for yeah, leg locks, man. Exactly, yeah. Fuck leg locks. Yeah, well, they get you, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's why I fuck leg locks, but yeah. But oh, yeah, no, cool. so yeah, we trained a lot there, and then we, we trained uh, consistently under uh, Justin McCulley, who was like... Uh, Oh, he's fighting the MMA in UFC as well. Yep, yep. Oh, shout out to him. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, yeah. I haven't heard that name in years. Yeah. But, oh, okay. Yeah. So he's right a, I think he's a he's a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu black belt. Yeah. So, yeah. Are Are you? Uh, do you have a belt? Or are you just in no. catch wrestling? Just catch wrestling, okay. no belt. Yeah, yeah, no belts. Yeah, in right. Nah. Oh, that's dope, man. Uh, do you have a fit a favorite wrestler? Yeah, Eddie Guerrero, favorite wrestler of all time. Dope. Oh, to go back to your MMA question was Kazushi Sakuraba. Sakuraba, my guy, my guy, my guy. <laughs> Yo, so the Gracie Killer, the Gracie I mean, Killer, he's incredible. Dude, me and Samoa Joe used to stay up all night watching Pride. You know, so we could watch it live. Four o'clock in the morning, yeah, at at Joe's house. You know, and and we we watch Sakuraba versus like Vanderlei Silva, the the perfect guy to to walk that line. Right, and it was the same with Ken Shamrock. That you know, a lot of people don't know that Sakuraba was a pro wrestler first. Right, right. So like, Mm. yeah. And then the crazy thing was like he joined New Japan a few years ago. He was and he joined like our, our faction, Chaos, the Chaos faction. So I was like. So he would, you know, he came on the road with us one time, and he, I'm like, dude, this is crazy. I'm hanging out with Sakuraba. Yeah, like, I, I used to yeah, watch yeah. you like uh, all the time when he you know, was just, amazing, man. And and then we, I got drunk with him, so that was cool. Oh, <laughs> yo, I mean, to me, that that is that's like me and Method Man. Like yeah. that dude is just crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah I've, I I was gonna wear some MMA gear today, but I was like, ah, that's a little too much. But yeah, I've got I've got uh that famous. That famous photo of him jumping through the air with a uh, hoist on his back. Oh, uh, yeah, right, I've got a shirt right. with that on it. So, yeah. That's cool. Yeah, Trying man. to do the double stomp from yeah, yeah, yo, he's, uh, Sakuraba was nuts and he's so hilarious in the ring, too. Yeah. Like that, that pro wrestling background really transferred over to MMA. He yep. was an entertainer exactly. as well. Yeah. So, shout out to that. You got to watch some of those matches. Uh, they're yeah, good. I'm not, I'm not well versed in MMA at all. 
But even when he did, you know, I mean, like he had his career, did the whole pride thing, was the great skill, and then came back, you know, when he was with Rocky and in to New Japan. And I think like people at first were like, oh, what? can he still? And he was amazing. You know, he'd had like a great match with Nakamura in the dome. Um, I always like remember the, the match here with Shibata in Osaka. In Osaka, oh yeah, that was a great. Where like yeah. you know he has like Shibata in like this this octopus hold. So he's got like he's got his legs tied up, got both hands like you know both arms tied behind Shibata's back. Shibata's got nowhere to go, but he can like walk forward, and he breaks the hold with his like his teeth. Over the <laughs> <room>. <laughs> yeah, real yeah. techniques. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? real <laughs> techniques, effective in real life combat situations. But yeah, you know, that's that's kind of a really cool thing. Like, I don't want to see Sakuraba fighting anymore. I don't want to no. see that guy taking any no. damage. And it goes for a lot of the older MMA guys. And I like that a lot of them are finding their way into pro wrestling as kind of a second career right. afterwards. Like Tito Ortiz talking about going to wrestling. Ronda Rousey, right, she's right. wrestling now. And I think that's really dope that they kind of have that. It's it's a I wouldn't say it's an easy transition, but it's one that kind of utilizes some of their real life talents, uh, and and it's just dope. Absolutely, so. yeah. That that Ronda Rousey uh, match from WrestleMania a couple years ago, her debut match was such a good match. It, it completely stole the show. Yeah, she was like a natural. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, she's been a big fan of uh, wrestling since she was a kid too, right? Mm-hmm. And doesn't her family have like close relationship with Rowdy yeah. Roddy Piper? Yeah, like and she Jean wears LaBelle, this, She's yeah. like related to it. Yeah. So. Something I mean, like that, Judo yeah. Jean LaBelle. Yeah. So the, her, yeah, even Ronda Rousey's mom will Osatogari you onto your fucking head <laughs> right now. You know, so it's like, yeah. But, but okay, man. Um, what, one more temperature check question for me. Uh, in hip hop history, we've had a few people who started off their careers and then had a resurgence and became greater than they ever had been. For example, on the wall, MF Doom here. He was Zev Love X with KMD. All of a sudden, MF Doom has become one of the greatest MCs of all time. Who is a wrestler that you think had one of the better career resurgences? Maybe they changed their name or just got doper at some point in their career, like going from the one, two, three kid to like X Pac or something like that. I th- for um, I would say KG Muto maybe like 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 he was always a top you know top top guy but like as he got older and you know he started to lose his hair and like all the things <laughs> that you that like made him that when that time when like what 2001 2002 yeah, where yeah, he, yeah, yeah. he like shaved his head he was just like fuck it shaved his right. head oh. you know and then like completely changed his look and had this like started doing like the shining wizards and stuff mm. like that i don't know that maybe not so much of a resurgence but just like to, to to make a change like that especially uh what you know especially in japan where like people just get used to what you do and you just keep doing it you know how it is and that's just the way it is you know it's like he like could just completely like kind of flip the script and completely change his style yeah. and and like uh, i don't know i i, I thought that was really I cool. think japan like you get the the people with the longer careers the guys that can reinvent right. themselves constantly mm, right. and like chris ten- jericho is another uh, chris jericho is another that's a good yeah. it's like a lot of those like tenure in his 50s was amazing right. you know yeah. like that you know suddenly getting to your tenure at like age 50 he's putting on, Sasaki yeah. in the tokyo Dome. best like, matches like, like yeah. her corona is off the top yeah. row yeah. like amazing stuff and like Minoru Suzuki who's like he's another one just you know I think when it's all said and done you've got to put Suzuki in your top 10 yeah Yeah. for sure yeah dope I feel like I just came up with another question but should we go ahead and take a commercial break ask away ask away here we go 
I got, top, I got some more questions. Top five all time. Oh, <laughs> Wrestlers. man. Uh, <laughs> top five. A, you too, Chris. Let's get it. Let's get it. We go like three hours. Personal top five. Not like, Satoru Sayama. The original Tiger Mask, Eddie mm. Guerrero, uh, maybe Gato, uh, <laughs> uh, Okada, because he's he's I think the best wrestler of all time, uh, and Rey Mysterio. Rey Mysterio. Wow. What about you, Chris? What you got on this top five? Shit. Ultimate Warrior. <laughs> <Shit>. <laughs> Well, Chris, we're gonna have to make like a top thirty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Eddie Guerrero, Suzuki. Fuck, oh, man, jeez. You know when people put us on the spot for these top fives about MCs? Like, yeah, right. I prepare. Like I know that that's like always. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's always like, oh yeah, it's just something you've kept yeah, forever, yeah. just in case. Yeah, to make yeah, it yeah. seem like I'm like, oh, off the head, like I, yeah, I just I know yeah, this yeah. right now. Uh, Misawa. Misawa, mm. cool. Um, I think probably. Uh, I could I could go easy and current and just go Okada and Tanahashi for four <laughs> and five. Right. But it could be just like one of those things where you can have one but not the other. Right. Like, mm. oh, you know? yeah. <laughs> so maybe a few years from now I'll say Okada, but like he's not. He's right. nowhere near done yet. Right. right. You right. know Tanahashi. There's still lots to come for Tana, but like I think Tana for now. It's getting closer, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Tana for now. And um, who else? Curiously, um, neither of you said any like dudes that blew up in WWE. Like Rey Mysterio was, no. was he in WWE at any yeah. point? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. he didn't get his start and his name wasn't no. coming from. I say my, my last no. one, I'll, I'll go close to home and I'll say Johnny Saint. Oh, cool. Mm, okay. I'm not familiar with the majority of the names <laughs> you guys listen to. I'm outside of the culture, but I'm right. sure the the fans that are familiar with you guys will appreciate that. Yeah, definitely. No they doubt. will. Those are good. Those are good lists right there. All right, yo, Rocky, if you could make a biopic about anybody, you know, wrestling or otherwise, music, besides yourself, who would it be, and who would you cast to play that person? Yeah. <sighs> That's a that's a crazy question. <laughs> yeah, it's a difficult it, one. Yeah. yeah, it's a difficult one. Um, I think this is kind of like one of those things that, like, like I was trying to get at earlier. Like, what is something about the culture that you would like to see? More, what is something about the culture that you would like to see more people know about? You know, like, and with this question, it's like an individual whose uh, history is mm. of value that needs to be shared this incredible journey and your story would be dope too but right. not you rocky right right <laughs> <laughs> right uh man that's a that's difficult i i don't even know i don't even know i don't know if i could do this okay. question <laughs> i have no idea i uh well re re replacement man. question okay you uh you said uh Jushin Liger. Do I have to say the full name? Jushin Liger. Jushin Thunder Liger. Yeah. Yeah. Jushin Thunder Liger, excuse yeah, 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 yeah. me. Put some respect on it. He was only Jushin Liger for the first season yeah. of the anime, and then like the next season it was Jushin Thunder Liger. Wow, so okay. ever, ever since then, oh. yeah, yeah. He just adds a, a new adjective <laughs> every season. <laughs> Thunder is magnificent. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, you said he hugged you after your last match, and yeah. you were like, oh, this is crazy. He's like a legend. Who Who's like... Uh, like a, a senpai or you know a senior that you look up to 
who maybe you haven't gotten that kind of verbal confirmation or you know adulation from that if you did it would like be crazy for you man um you know i i, I don't I, I didn't know him but like somebody like eddie guerrero like like if i if i would have got the chance to like wrestle on the same show with him or at least or wrestle him I, I, like that would have been like a person i would have been like whoa uh or maybe uh yeah yeah definitely somebody like that like somebody who like is that you know the top of the top who've always kind of looked up to it um that that would that would have probably been the guy dope yeah Tight. rest in peace yes rest in peace eddie yo this has been the mega late show episode number 75 we're gonna go ahead and take a little commercial break let you know about our sponsors Robo dope records music, oh yeah clothing yeah. we'll be right back let me let me bring us in Ah, yes. Thank you for listening to that small PSA uh, sponsorship commercial that we just did right now. That's on you. Yeah, Yeah, I'll figure it out. But yeah, uh, so we're back with Chris Charlton and Rocky Romero, two of New Japan Pro Wrestling's greatest peoples. Assets. What did you say? The defending champion? The defending champion. He's doing pretty well right now, (laughs) kicking out of everything, (laughs) but Rocky is really going for it. Yeah. A long storied career of waiting for the biopic. Well, have a, <laughs> who plays you in your biopic? Man, I don't know. We need like what some Puerto kinda... Rican actors. Do we yeah, have we. Right I now? don't even know. Yeah. Right now. I don't know any Puerto Rican actors. Yeah. Mm. I, I want somebody cool to play me, but he's a little older than me. John Leguizamo or something. Oh, like that would actually a be young good, John Leguizamo. Yeah, 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 he could pull it off. You know, you know, like even though he started his career in comedy, man, he's a really talented yeah, dramatic right, actor yeah. too. What was the joint? Great that he writer had? too. He's an awesome writer. He just did that like a uh, history of Latino culture, HBO uh, or something, yeah. stand-up special or whatever. It's amazing. Yeah, brilliant. What was the name of that movie that he? Nah, I won't even go into it. But he was in, in some good films. Yeah, yo, doing. Rocky the. Forever clothesline, is is that yours? Like yours? To be honest, I stole it from uh, a guy who passed away, Paraguayo Jr. And he, he uh, rest in peace. And he, I saw him do it. And I think he just did it one night in Arena, Mexico. And I, I, I don't know, something about it, I was like, that was so cool and amazing. I don't know if he ever did it again, but he was just like, he, he had like a character where he would just like go, go nuts, you know? And he was like a rabid dog, you know, because... Perro. It means dog in Spanish. So, Word. so, uh, so yeah. So like, uh, he just did, it and I was like, I'm stealing that. <laughs> That's mine now. Am I, no am I wrong, or did uh, Goto do it recently? I mean, I think everybody kind of does something, some version of it now more than ever. Like, I've seen a lot of people do some different. Uh, I wrestled Taguchi recently, and he did. He does it with like a hip attack, so he's hitting me with your, his uh, ass, and he does it. <laughs> I, I think I saw. I want to say it was Goto, but I thought it was hilarious because uh, he was tam- he was teaming with Jushin Thunder Liger, and Kill that shit, fam. <laughs> Appreciate it, man. Appreciate you, man. Hold on, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> That's right. So you know, uh, Liger was like, you know, you know, you know. Uh, I can't think of the word in English. Fucking uh, cheering, cheering him on. Yeah. <laughs> and telling him to Japan go. too long. Yeah. yeah, I was like, oh, no, 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 He was like cheering him on. And, you know, after about the third time, Goto was like, oh, again. And he was like, <laughs> and then the guy comes out of the turnbuckle and Goto like turns around from his final one. They both like hit the floor at the same time. I was like, oh, that's tight. <laughs> that's cool. Professional that's cool. wrestling. Yeah, yeah. 
It's a weird place, man. It's a beautiful place, though. Yeah, Word it up. is a weird place. Yo, <laughs> yo, like I, I, I really, uh, you know, come from the hip hop background. I love things that just sound dope, like a tax or whatever. You know what I mean? Like a fireball. What is your favorite finisher or special move that a wrestler does? I think just I off mean, the name. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, well, off the I, name and off right. of the technique. Well, I, like I'm known for like we were just talking about the forever clothesline, which basically like my opponents in the corner. And I'm I'm just clothesline him in the corner. I run back to the other side, clothesline him again, and you know I just try to do it as many times as possible. And the crowd is just like, whoa, whoa, whoa he's really whooping his whoa. ass. <laughs> Number four, and damn. I'm going like, oh god, I'm so tired. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's like uh, I, I, that's probably the, the the technique that I'm most known for. Yeah, yeah. What's your What's your favorite that other wrestlers do? My favorite that other wrestlers do. Yeah, favorite. I don't know. They're called finishers. Yeah, or yeah, yeah. Special yeah, yeah. signature like this, moves. The ultimate. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, ultimate I, fatality. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Friendship. Yeah, friendship. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Friendship. Uh, uh, to be honest, I, I like the stunner, the Stone Cold Stunner. <laughs> like, it's just that's iconic. A classic, yeah, man, it's a classic. Yo, that's so disrespectful, too. <laughs> <You're> <laughs> like, yo. I don't know. There's just yeah. something about it. Like, that seems like the most fun like finisher of all time because you get to flip somebody off yeah. <laughs> like kick him in the gut i was gonna say yeah. like for uh the answer of someone who had like a, a re a revitalized career like stone cold after he left wcw and he wasn't like stunning steve austin anymore like the hollywood blondes and he became like the redneck kind of stone yeah. cold that's like yeah he was a guy who wasn't supposed to be yeah the top guy and 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 you know found magic you know and, yeah. and lightning in a bottle and became the top guy you know yeah i liked him i was like yo my man is just like pouring beer all over the place <laughs> yeah. like half of that went into his mouth though <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's drunk as hell right now <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's gotta be an amazing feeling to just yeah. be drunk in front yeah. of like fifty thousand yeah. people <laughs> like, I'm about to fuck this dude up. <laughs> and everybody's like yeah you're <laughs> right? drinking. It's, like, oh. it's like violence yeah. it's Approach like spring, your life in a violence spring break yeah. or something yeah, yeah. seize the day <laughs> Yeah, approach your life in a generally violent way. <laughs> That's what I do. Uh, so I don't so know. Make a late show sponsors. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Hey, um, what, what kind of uh, what kind of? You said you were drinking last night a little bit. What, yeah. what do you drink? Uh, last night or? I was drinking beer. Yeah, I, I I switched back from like I love beer. That's my favorite, but uh, it's also kind of like messes with the yeah, physique more. exactly. So then you know I have to switch it up, and uh, you know I've been doing like vodka, so I don't get like too. <laughs> I just love like <laughs> I've got to maintain my physique, yeah. so I will take low, a low, different I form of poison. Right. Right. Let's do a vodka. low carb, no carb yeah. alcoholism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Vodka and and just like water, Dope. you know, <laughs> and some ice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. no strong syrup. Uh, not in a while because I, it gives me bad hangovers. Uh, it's all yeah. the damn sugar, yeah. I think, man. Yeah. Those things are yeah. brutal. Yeah. Those, that's usually the beginning of a bad night when I crack open a strong. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The last time but I had a so bad cheap night, they're so cheap and they're so great. Yeah, <laughs> they're I was like, so oh, this tasty. is 9% alcohol? <laughs> yeah. Somebody is they're smart. They're so tasty. Yeah. That's like every, uh, uh, you know, uh, non-Japanese wrestler, like foreign wrestler that comes over to Japan. They're like strong. Oh my God! Have you drank Strong Zero? I was like, Yeah, I named my finisher after. It. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah, that's a that's a rough one. I I, uh, I I haven't drank one in a while, but that there was a phase where that oh, yeah. was like you do about three of those, and then you forget about the rest of them for the rest <laughs> yeah. of the night. So, exactly. Shout out to that. We need to get a sponsorship from Strong Whatever. Zero. Yeah. yeah. 
the Seven Eleven brand Strong Zero. <laughs> figure it out. Yo, late. How do you want to do this, man? Uh, do you want to do a musical share? Would you like to? Sh- would you like to share one of your tracks uh, and discuss it? Let's sure. Let's do that. Sure. All right. Let's start with a musical share from uh, Rocky Romero. Uh, right off of your Bandcamp, everybody, go to rockyromero.bandcamp.com. And hold on, there we go. And let me bring it in. Tell us a little bit about this track, Rocky. Uh, so. I uh, I was in a tag team before called Rapunzel Vice with uh, Trent Beretta, and uh, we decided to split. He was going to move to heavyweight, and I was going to continue to be in the junior. So I didn't really know what I was going to do. So, but all I knew is I knew I needed new music, mm. <laughs> new entrance music. Mm. So I made a solo Priorities. track. Priorities, right? Yeah, yeah. So I made a, immediately made a solo track, and and uh, and this is it. And uh, I haven't really got the opportunity to use it because I never really wrestle singles until just uh this last series of this tournament that we're in right now the best of the super junior and uh it's been a big hit like people really dig it and it's been fun to come out to and it's like different and uh it's cool hey man it's hype if i came out to this i'll whoop somebody's ass (laughs) i'm talking about like at least five clotheslines you know what i mean 405 that's the number i'm trying to go for i think i said it in there somewhere (laughs) all right all right Word, and uh, we also put these tracks at the end of the podcast so you can listen to them without us talking, and the link for the song will be in the show notes so you can click immediately and go show support to our guy Rocky Romero. Yeah, well, it's on Bandcamp, it's on iTunes, it's on all them, Amazon, all that stuff, yeah. How is this, uh, like, you know, putting your, putting your art out and putting yourself on display for people to judge and listen to, you do this in two ways. Your, your performance art is in the ring, you know, from night to night, and people get to see your craftsmanship in that. What's the difference between sharing your music? Is there a little bit more kind of a personal thing to it? Are you more sensitive about it? or Scary. Yeah? It's very scary. Yeah. Uh, just because, you know, I, I think, like, for some reason, people, they're, they're quick to put you in a box and just be like... Like, what I do is fun. Like, I'm making music, like, for fun. I don't take it too seriously. Like, like all it's always about wrestling. It's like, you know, like, there's, it's not like I'm, like, truly putting something like this. I don't, I'm You're not, not trying to make for this. a Grammy. No, right. not at all. <laughs> or to go platinum, even no. though that would be tight. That would be fun. <laughs> right. Yeah, it'd be cool. But, yeah. no, but you know, um, so, I, I, but I, there's always, like, there's just haters, you know. There's always going to be haters just, like. Oh, he's a wrestler. He makes trash music. It's like I'm not, you know, I'm just having fun, you yeah. know. And I, I'm, I'm lucky enough to be able to, to use this like as a platform to, to have fun, right. you know what I'm saying? And, and you know, to make entrance music for myself or right. my friends or whatever, and uh, and just and just have fun with it and don't take it too seriously. And you know, some people really support it, and it's like a different way to make like merchandise for myself. And market my character in just sure. a completely different way. Yeah, this is more branding for you, you know. Right, like exactly. You, being able to being having that control over your your entrance music, mm-hmm. I can imagine that's like of tremendous value. Yeah, and I and I'll own it forever. It's yeah. mine, you know. So it, which is which Super is cool. Dope, I can, man. You know, if you could make one other person's introduction music, who would you? Make? Oh, I would love to make like, uh, like somebody crazy like 
Undertaker's music or something. <laughs> 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 like just get yeah. rid of his iconic yeah. like the bell. <laughs> yeah, the yeah. bell. It's just, just one bell at the beginning yeah. and then Rocky comes. Make in. like yeah. a crazy like hip hop version of like, yeah. <laughs> or bring back the punk band for yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Didn't, didn't really they do that though? Like in the early two thousands. Well yeah, he went like, to like Limp Biscuit. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. They, they put out that Undertaker album. was after the oh, new release. It was all the um they like remixed them. They remixed all the themes, yeah. Hey man, the Attitude Era. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, yo, Undertaker's a really interesting guy to me. That dude is old as shit. Still <laughs> down. Like before, he used to look like, oh yeah. man, like uh, as a kid, I remember one of the last uh, WrestleManias I saw was Undertaker versus Undertaker. Right, right. Uh, and I was like, oh man, he's yeah. a dead man. Like yeah. he's like literally a dead guy. Yeah. This is really dope. Now <laughs> he kind of you know like he's the living rough. dead. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, how incredible to just be doing this for so long. Right, it's yeah, like, it's almost like a you know a lot of times with MMA fighters like get out the game, man, while your body is still you know in decent shape before mm. you cause permanent injury. How old is the Undertaker now? Like fifty. Yeah, probably. Probably, no. and he still does. Yeah. He still wrestle, or I just it's gonna be wrestling Goldberg in Saudi Arabia soon. Damn, Gold, Goldberg's back? Well, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't know. He's okay. back for Part-time. a match. Yeah, that fool's traps was crazy. <laughs> you know, his traps looked like somebody just took somebody's thigh and just threw it <laughs> on the top of his neck. Like, yo, yeah. super swole. But okay. Yeah, thanks for sharing that. Like, uh, tell us tell us a little bit more about your music and, and kind of your... What's the most important thing about your creative process in music? Mm. Um. I, I, you know, I mean, it, it's just like, I, I bring like a whole setup. Like Chris was in my room the other day. Like I yeah, bring, yeah. <laughs> I bring like a mic with me on tour. I bring like, uh, you know, a little controller, and I got my my laptop. Cause you you never know like when you're gonna be inspired to like make something or write something, you know. And uh, I, I just like that it's so convenient and cool to bring that along with you, and it gives you something to do and put your energy towards, and like instead of like going out and, and yeah. drinking or something every night, you know, like just like sit back at the at, at the hotel and just like make some beats yeah. or like write some zone stuff. out for a little bit and just make some art yeah it's like it's it's and it's kind of nice to just get away from from wrestling too because it, you know wrestling for me is all day long you know like i get up i get on the bus i'm yeah. ba- around a bunch of wrestlers i get to the event it's all about wrestling yeah. wrestling fans every you know wrestling 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 so it's like nice to just kind of step away from it and just like make some stuff let your mind go somewhere yeah, else because i can imagine like not only is the physical toll quite incredible but like the mental veracity like you have to prepare yourself mentally to go out there right. and perform and it's mm-hmm. not just like talking on the mic and being uh, you know sounding like you've got energy on the mic it's like right. you really have to got no it's got to be together. real because wrestling fans see right through that you know like right. like if you're not uh genuine then they know you yeah know? so uh so yeah i mean like like that's kind of like the creative process for me is just kind of like just throw the laptop on maybe i'll start with some drums one day maybe i'll start with you know just some some sounds yeah. you know that whatever you know sounds good scrolling through it just see where it takes you just see where it takes you and um Recently, a, a buddy of mine, Juice Robinson, he's like, he's like, Nick is a fan of Juice. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah. I, I'm a Robinson too, so you oh, know, okay. like, I'm pretty sure we're related somehow, <laughs> even though the skin color doesn't right, match. Right, but right, yo, right. that's my brother. Right. So he, yeah, he was like, uh, he he recently watched that the the movie Star A Star Is Born. He was like deeply affected by that movie. Like, is that the Lady like, Gaga? Yeah, Lady Gaga. Bradley, Bradley Cooper. Yeah, yeah. I didn't see that. But it's great. It's a great. Deeply movie. affected. Yeah, like he was just like. 
oh man, I, like, I don't know. He just, he took him to a place. So he was like, but now he's like inspired to make music. <laughs> so I'm like, I don't know why I feel, oh, I don't know why I feel like it's, it's crazy to go he's to like, a place with that, but I mean, I haven't I seen know. it. But I don't know. I mean, he's like, the he's Juice like, Robinson I know is like the, you know, how many Sapporos he needs to, you know, <laughs> go whatever deep, you know right, what I mean? Right, right. Yeah. But yeah, but he's like him uh, watching A Star is Born is like <laughs> interesting image. <laughs> like, <it's> like, <laughs> I mean, I, I feel it. Like, I was deeply affected by Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> that energy is just, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, Let him see his kids, Sally so, Fields. Damn. Yeah. So the other day he came to my room and um, he was like, show me how you make like, like a beater or whatever. So like, I'm like, we're like, playing some music like you know and i'm teaching him how to use the controller like a piano and like we're mm. like messing around with like he's like dude we're gonna write a song i was like cool oh man nice. <laughs> yeah. hey. so we haven't done it yet but that's that that's like the goal by the end of the oh, tour is to, to write a song yeah <laughs> rock kind of juice songs. collab <laughs> he's Yo. been uh, very well received this week you know because yeah. he's because it's heavyweight and this is in the middle of the the junior heavyweight focus tour so like you know he's been with us on commentary. Okay. And it's okay. just the number of times where I've like head in my hands and like <laughs> yeah, just, just like make you laugh wild, like dude, every yeah. two seconds. You're like, oh fade the mic down so I can <laughs> 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 you know, it's hilarious. Dope, but. man. Dope. Yeah, like I said, I'm rocking with him. Yeah, yeah it's he's a camaraderie cool. there, man. I'm yeah. glad. I, I think that's really uh, that's really dope. We actually have some Reddit questions. Did we wanna do some more musical share stuff? I thought we were gonna do the dope or not dope. All right, let's try that. All right. So basically for this, we're going to pick a couple um, wrestling rap kind of uh, related type of tracks cool. and then just play a, a couple snippets off of them and see how you feel about them, right? Okay. Let's see. I'll start it off. Which one did you want to do, Late? Uh, I got at least the John Cena or one John Cena. Oh, I was going to play that one with Merce and John Cena. Is that cool? Uh, I was going to play a different one. Okay. Let's play Hustle. All right, so my track here is by Merce, legendary West Coast living legend. Actually, that's the name of the crew. Are you familiar with the Living Legends or Merce? I've heard of Merce. Yeah, yeah. he's yeah. quite famous, like a West Coast legend. Shout out to DJ Quiet Storm, a member of the yes, Living Legends, indeed. one of Tokyo's greatest. But word. All right, so this song is called Hustle. It's Merce, featuring John Cena. I want to hear John Cena's verse, so I'm gonna go a little forward. I like John Cena, man. I'm a fan. Yeah, I like John Cena. He's got a good message. And he's still wearing jean shorts. <laughs> Jorts? Jorts. <laughs> yeah, all right. Let's hear his verse. Let's see if John Cena has bars. Hold on, let's keep going. Hold on, here we go. This is from 2010. Oh, really? Here's John. Yo, this video of John Cena is whooping people's ass on the street as he raps. <laughs> you know, this is kind of quite incredible, man. Yo, man, <laughs> he just threw that kid like a, a bale of hay. Yeah. 
So this is still the doctor of thugonomics, yeah. John Cena, I think. Yeah. yeah, the doctor of thugonomics? Ooh, you think you know a guy. I didn't know that about John Cena. Like really? Yeah. yeah, that must have been like one you, of those. You knew oh, when he was like, "Oh, that's a big one." Oh, that is a big earthquake. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh wow. That was kind of nice. It's been a while. That's, yeah. that's what happens when you talk about John Cena. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> John Cena's music comes in as the earthquake comes up. That's John Cena's that's John music. Cena. <laughs> 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 yo, yo, this is a pretty powerful earthquake. Yeah. Last in a while. Yeah, this building doesn't even shake that much. This is the strongest earthquake I've felt here. Really? Which is, it's a crazy thing, man. Like, you know, we're from California. We know earthquakes, but it wasn't until I came to Tokyo that I became scared of earthquakes. Yeah, oh yeah. You remember, wasn't there a big earthquake in like 91? Yeah. We were kids. I, I remember that. that but I remember like, it. Highways collapsed and shit. school or something. Were, yeah. you, were you out here in 2011? I came like right after, like three weeks after something. Uh, I, I wasn't here yet, but that was, everybody that was here, like uh, I remember Carl Anderson was here. And he was like, it was wild. Yeah. It's it scary, yo. Like very scary. Yeah, the whole city was sh- like just. I yeah, I mean, I was just, I was working, I was working teaching preschool all the time. Yeah. <laughs> so oh, like, you know, you know, in like, class as it was going down. I was j- just between classes. Mm-hmm. Like there was like a couple of kids in my room, and we were just like getting ready to go, and like you know. Yes, Still shit's going. starting moving. Yeah. I think, okay, should we? There's always like that thing of what, like, should we get under the table or should we not? Right. And, and then there were like other like stuff, and it's like you've got to get outside yeah. right fucking now, you know? So, yeah. I used to live on the tenth floor um, down the street, and. Yo, at first when earthquakes happen, I'll make a joke like, oh, Godzilla, yay, <laughs> earthquake. But man, some of those things were scary. Yeah. My building would shake like a minute. I think we're still slightly shaking right yeah. now. It, they're scary out here. Yeah. And, and with a city like this, you know, you got 35 million people uh, in the greater Tokyo area. Man, if like the infrastructure collapse, it's a really scary situation. Yeah. Good thing that majority of Japanese people are orderly and going to line up instead of raiding the family marks yeah. for all the water. Yeah. Right, right. Uh, yeah. But I mean, in 2011, it got like that. Yeah. You know, it was like, I would, you can out there right you now. You can get Ludi. shit in the supermarket for days because people are like, oh, we got to stuck up, you know. Yeah. And I think like people are used to the order so much that it like it almost works the other way. So I think, mm. you know, you have something like that when it's such like this massive earthquake and then everybody's like, oh, fuck, the trains are getting delayed. Like, yeah. you know, that's like your first reaction. That was my first reaction. And like, I walked. I had to walk in the end from where I was working um, back past Kawasaki and I, walk, I wound up walking to Yokohama. And so no, it was only like you're walking, yeah, like you're walking by. I was like walking by like some electrical store or something. So they had the TVs in the window, and they were like, "Oh shit! Like yeah. this is big. this is big, big, you know." And it's like we kind of lose our humanity a little bit you know mm-hmm. it's like whenever there's a fucking guy jumping on the train tracks everybody's going like their first reaction is like oh fuck I'm late what the kind yeah. you know kill yourself like, elsewhere no. yeah like, right. mm-hmm. yeah but uh, for, for listeners that don't know we're talking about the big earthquake that happened back in 2011 which struck the, the epicenter of it was in Fu, uh, Fukushima is it yes. the one? yeah kind of yeah. off the coast off the coast yeah. and, yeah. and, 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 and the, up there yeah, it caused the uh, tsunami and just uh, nuclear reactor. Yeah, it was it was a whole thing, man. Yeah, 
But but yeah, we survived this one, guys. Shout out to us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just the last time we'll talk about uh, John Cena on the podcast. <laughs> Straight up and down, man. Yeah. So here's another John Cena track. Oh, oh no! Yo, I got I got mad water in the house. Right okay, now. Good, good, good for a little okay, bit. My good. bug out bag has Jolly Ranchers in it too. So <laughs> we straight. This is know. actually by one of my favorite rappers, uh, the Macho Man Randy Savage. Oh, and this is actually this a is diss track to be a man, Hulk. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> to Hulk <laughs> I am appalled and <laughs> curious. Like this is He's got a whole album. Yeah. Yeah. Yo, this is very on brand for Macho Man though. Like this is Yeah. That's true. He's doing a picture. Be a man. Who you think wrote these bars, man? You think he got Jay Z? Jay Z, yeah, Jay Z. <laughs> Jay Z probably wrote this. <laughs> Jay Z wrote this shit. Yeah, it's got Jay Z all over it. Yo, what year did this come out? It's got to be like late nineties. Actually, it was Booker T. <laughs> oh, it was Booker T. Yo, yo, we coming for you. <laughs> no, this is two thousand three. Oh man, this is the snap music era. Little yeah. John might have wrote these bars. <laughs> yo, what do you think about that one? Uh, <sighs> I mean, I know it's a classic. I'm probably going to get crucified for it, but not dope. <laughs> We're going to get a not dope on that. No, fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Hey. On the Cena one, not dope. Because I think yeah. Cena's got bars. Yeah, that was, I mean, it was, you know, it was an honest attempt. It was good, yeah. good raps. But uh, that is cashing in on hip hop culture yes. somehow. Right, right. Uh, I feel like that is that is poor branding here. Right. I don't know. Yeah, I wonder what it was going through his mind when he was like, yeah, I'm going to do a rap album. Hip hop, <laughs> like Macho Man, like that's an amazing idea, brother. <laughs> He's like the Slim Jim money's down, brother. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but hey, man. Uh, rest in peace to Macho Man, Randy yeah, Savage. Peace, man. Like uh, a, a true character. Like I can't imagine if if I met him and he didn't act like Macho Man, I would be like, hey, like. But I, that's I, what you know. I guess that's like what everybody was like. Uh, we were talking about it last night, actually. That. Ma- everybody who came in contact with Macho was like, he never changed out of that character. He was like that 24-7, but he wasn't like that before the Macho Man yeah. <laughs> Right, right, right. Okay, then yeah, he yeah. became yeah. Macho Man, and just and that's how he, he was like, yeah, I'm talking, I'm talking like right. that. Like, you just have normal yeah. conversation like with the guy at the liquor store, and he's like, yeah, brother, I'm gonna, gonna be Ooh, like this man. He's a six-pack. Yeah, oh, that's... Let me I get mean, some change. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I respect that. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's an amazing thing. Like yeah. that that is like Daniel Day Lewis just like <laughs> forever being, you know, uh Hawkeye from Last of the Mohicans. Daniel Day <laughs> Lewis could Ab- play the Macho Man, I feel oh, Abraham absolutely. Lincoln, like all That's the- <laughs> actually Daniel Day Lewis is who we cast for your biopic. Oh, there you go. Yeah, you know, have him tell you <laughs> for a couple awesome. weeks. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm down I mean, with that. I'm yo, down. Grammy Award win a uh, Grammy. Oscar Award winning uh talent. He's one of the greatest to ever do it. That is true. I feel like he could play uh the rock as well. <laughs> get him on a nice, you know what I mean? Good diet, get him some uh some uh horse meat. He would go all out too, I feel like. He would oh, get yeah. on a really good training regimen. For sure. Yeah. Wait, uh do we want to do let's not do another track. Let's go into our questions from people uh 
from Reddit. Yes. Uh, before we do that, Chris, can you tell us a little bit about the podcast that oh, you are yes. now doing? Doing. Yeah. So, I, yeah, I mean, I've, I've podcasted on and off for, for years and years. And uh, now, uh, thankfully, I have a platform with New Japan Pro Wrestling that we can do an official English podcast. And that's going up. You're roughly every week. You know? no. <laughs> so far, we've been going every week, but we're only up to like four weeks. So okay. you know, I'm trying to get as many in the tank as I can. Yeah. So then, then when things get too busy, then then we can just uh, throw something else up. But, uh, you you know, find a way somehow. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Find a way. Um, you know, so we're, we're kind of looking at things. It's a very unique position where you have something that's branded and official because you have a, a very different, a, a broader platform and you get a lot of access, mm -hmm. which is great. Um, but, you know, I mean, the, your, the message is a little bit different. So it's a little bit different. I think it's, it's very unique to other wrestling podcasts. Mm -hmm. You know, we, we can do something that's, that's completely separate to that. And, um, you know, we can have a lot of guys from... New Japan Pro Wrestling, you yeah. know, so we had uh, Robbie Eagles, who's like an Australian junior heavyweight, was um, on this past week. Rocky's going to be on later <laughs> on. And just talking like about um, about what's going on for them in New Japan. But also I want to kind of get to a lot of human stories mm -hmm. and, you know, what what put these people on these journeys to, to get where they are here, you know, and, and that stuff is, is what's interesting to me, I think. And, and especially with Chris, it's just his deep knowledge and history of like, you know when we when we just the other day when we were talking it's just like he's got you know so many little bits and stuff that and he it gets my mind going i'm like yeah. oh yeah and then there was this time at this you know and then i come up with these stories that you know i can remember like it's just cool it's just cool he's 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 a great great he uh, seems like a perfect fit for that because you need somebody it, yeah. that has like a deep expansive mm -hmm. knowledge about the culture but also a right. great appreciation right. for it and can talk on the mic I, i'm excited for that yeah. like you know there there are a lot of new japan pro wrestling fans it just had the language barrier separates them from some of the deeper narratives and they right. haven't been able to connect with some of right. the history so and now you can yeah i think even to a Japanese native speaker, one of the things that I like about like Japanese pro wrestling as distinct from American wrestling is that in America, it's kind of, they give you everything on their TV and it's like, here's this, 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 this. And it's like a whole bunch of lore uh -huh. <laughs> that they're, right. they're force feeding you before you get to the actual wrestling. Mm -hmm. You know, whereas here it's like, the, the the main bulk of an event is the actual wrestling. 90% right. of it is mm -hmm. the actual the yeah. stuff that you're interested in. And then, okay, if I want to find out more about this person, even as a Japanese speaker, I have to do that digging myself and mm -hmm. I'm rewarded for that, you know? Yeah. Um, there's a lot, you can enjoy things on lots of different levels, the more you know, or you can just like go to a show for the first time and like you're guaranteed to have a good time because the, the wrestling's great, mm -hmm. right? Um, so what I'm hoping to do is to be able to give that law to people if they want to seek out and get it and find out more about the, you know the the history of everything. Are you the only host? 
Um, it depends. You know, it, it'll vary from from week to week. So there'll be people from the New Japan office on a corporate level, or there'll okay. be people from like the. the but you're the consistent. I'm the consistent. Yeah. <laughs> the consistent yeah. driving force here. The yeah. consistent factor. Yes. <laughs> Chris Charlton. <laughs> That's a great name. Yeah, yeah, it's it a That is yeah. probably. You heard it here first. The, the consistent. The consistent factor. factor. <laughs> oh, Nothing. If the not. defending yeah. champion has broken out the consistency lock. <laughs> <The consistent. laughs> Romero's in trouble. Oh, he just tossed a water bottle is dangerously on the stable. <laughs> <laughs> He's feeling incredibly comfortable right now. Right? That's cool, man. I'm really excited to hear about the growth. And, uh, you know, uh, you're you're right down the street from us. So we're looking forward to having you back here again to talk about that. Because I am a new pro wrestling fan, New Japan pro wrestling fan. And my favorite wrestler is Rocky Romero. So we got to have you on what? here more often. Yeah. yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd love to stop yeah. This is my guy now, man. I'm telling but you. Sure. This is my guy. Yeah, but that is like how wonderful Rocky Romero is. Yeah. I mean, he well, instantly yeah. becomes yeah. your guy. It's not guy. just because he's on the show, but I like no, watching no, 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 no. I, I, I like it. <laughs> yeah, I'm, right? I'm, I'm like blushing right now, guys. Yeah. yeah, his rosy brown, his cheeks are right, <laughs> right on. Cheers, man. So let's, uh, let's hit them with some of these. Uh, yeah. Yo, we got we got quite a few questions that came in from, from Reddit. So shout out to everybody on Reddit that contributed. Uh, should we just start from the top lane and go down and uh, I was going to start from the bottom. Okay, bust it. Uh, this guy asked a few questions, so I guess you can just What's his lightning name? answer. Um, this is Ahmad this, this thing. thing. Yeah. Uh, he says, where did the Nakazuro thing come from? Oh, the Nakazuro thing? Yeah. Uh, so oh, that was his spelling mistake. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ahmad. So, Dang, yeah. Ahmad. <laughs> you really no, cut this. Ahmad. Cut right. this. No. Yeah, so my catchphrase is Nakazuro Konero, so for... I guess people who don't know what that means is I'm, I'm gonna make you cry yeah yep. like your son of a you know yeah so um so i don't know shinsuke nakamura taught it to me he thought it would, uh, yeah. He, yeah he just he, he i was like what's something i could say and he's like he, he just got like a big smile on his face goes nakasizo <laughs> you know there's a little shinsuke voice you know so yeah. then uh and I was like, what does that mean? He's like, oh, I'm going to make you cry. He's like, it's cute, like a child. And I, was like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's Dope. perfect. That's Dope. exactly what yeah. I need. So, right. yeah, that's how it started. Yeah. All right. Uh, his next question, and you're coming off just about last night as we record this. He says, uh, how beat up are you right now? How's your body feeling? Uh, beat up. Very beat up. Yeah, yeah I'm sore. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get a massage today, and I'm going to. I'm gonna have a spa day for myself, basically. Oh. Cool, <laughs> I'm do, yeah, I'm gonna soak myself probably a couple times in the in the bath there, and and uh, and then go get a massage. And have you relax. had any like lingering injuries or any major injuries throughout your career that yeah. still bother you? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I've had some pretty big ones. I've like a dislocated elbow, dislocated mm. shoulder, uh, separated shoulder the on the other side. These things happen in the ring. Or? Yeah, oh, in the man. ring. Yeah. Um, but you know, uh, for as long as I've been wrestling, you know. I'm, I'm doing pretty good. <laughs> I'm doing yeah. like really good, you know. But, uh, you know, my style's never been like a, a crazy style where I've really put myself out there. Like, I always wanted to have a long career. So, like, longevity was important to me. Dope. Uh, and I wish you more years of Thank longevity. Uh, let me skip ahead on some of his questions. What's the strangest friendship in the locker room for you, particularly for you? strangest friendship or maybe you know just one of importance to you or one that's interesting for you um one that well definitely uh, probably okada the okada relationship just because like when we were talking about this the other mm -hmm. day it's like i met okada when he was 16 years old training in mexico wow and and we had a singles match you know 
I, and I, you know, I, I obviously had great promise then, but never did I ever know for sure or think that you know so many years later that we would our paths would cross again in Japan. You know, and and he would be at the the level that he's at. You know, and just kind of being there to you know to see it since he came back. You know, in two thousand thirteen, twelve, yeah. yeah. 12. So it's just it, that, that's like a, a very important uh, relationship and, and friendship. Yeah. Yo, it's kind of crazy to think like, because New Japan does send their wrestlers on these excursions, right? Mm-hmm. But it's so crazy to think how important those are and how mm-hmm. they like shape a wrestler's career and. Even, you know, taking it outside of just wrestling, like people say travel, you know, you yeah. should travel. And that's why they have like study abroad programs and things like that. It's really crazy how it's obviously not fundamental, but it really helps to it's like. important though. Yeah, it's super important. Yeah. Yeah. Even on your journey, I mean, the time you spent in Mexico it right. shaped you mm-hmm. and, oh, absolutely. Uh, you know, training at the New Japan Dojo and things of this nature. Dude, all I, I went to Mexico because people said I, I wasn't charismatic. And I was like, I, uh, OK, I said, well, if, if that's something that and I kept hearing that people mm-hmm. kept saying that oh, he's not charismatic, even though I, I thought I had a different kind of charisma. I was like, OK, so I'm going to go to Mexico and I'm not going to worry about the wrestling. I'm just going to worry about a a character and a personality and like just worry about that kind mm. of things because in mexico you can get away with just being that you know just mm. doing that so i basically went there to to find myself in that kind of respect and then and then bring it back to you know japan so or wherever i ended up after that so because i didn't know at that time <laughs> oh Oh, that's what that point is. This an is, this, is, this, is this an earthquake <laughs> again? I thought Mega was like, I like this Tupac song. Uh, I don't think so. No? No. Uh, will Chico El Luchador ever enter Best of the Super Juniors? That is from Rock Sampson. Oh, well, Chico El Luchador is probably too expensive for the Best of Super Juniors. Um, you're in a difficult spot. Yeah. He'd have to right now in Best of the Super Juniors, Shingo Takagi is undefeated. Right. Twitter and like so it'd be two undefeated guys. And right. Mm. It'd be mm. probably too hard. There's too a lot of political reasons, hard. you know. Yeah, they they would have to go to like a, a ten hour drawer. Exactly, oh, well. and we just don't have the time for that. Yeah. Mm. yeah exactly. So probably no. no. Yeah. All right. Uh, Mirror Master. 11.11 says, It was evident you had your eye on Ren Narita this tournament. Do you think he could be a big star one day? Like, uh, do you see any potential? I think that he has the potential to be a pretty big star. I, You know, he reminds me of, like, the type of wrestler that could be, like, a Shibata-esque wrestler mm. or something. Somebody, like, who's got a really great it technical was, promise. And, there was, like, um, this old wrestler who's like kind of connected to those stuff like uh, Kuniaki Kobayashi mm. he was like around since the 80s and like he's got he's a really great Twitter account and I, I'd plug it but like it's it's his whatever he just like it's one of those Twitter accounts where it's just random letters and numbers yeah. and like, are you, you know, like a few times like is this really this guy <laughs> but he is and but he'll post like these amazing old photos and like he had like this photo he put up uh, from some magazine and it was like Gotch Carl Gotch training with like Akira Maeda and somebody else mm. like Maeda was doing that the high gable grip the, the front suplex mm. and it was like un-fucking oh, wow. canny you yeah, like yeah. The, the form of it and also like the way a young Maeda looked at the time you're like wow that's cool know. 
catch wrestling legend. Yep. Carl Gotch. Um, let's see. Late. Do you want to hit the next question here? Yes. Um, Scurvy Dog Six One Nine wants to know when great are you name. gonna get around? Great name. Great name. Six One Nine. That's San Diego. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. When I was growing up, Ray in Mysterio. Ocean Side, Ray Mysterio. Yeah. yeah, it was. Uh, Oceanside was also six one nine, and then we changed to seven six zero, which mm. was trash. <laughs> Uh, he wants to know when are you gonna get around to directing? Yo, Atlanta had like a I didn't live inside Atlanta, but I had like a 404 area code, and then they switched it up, and it was trash. Seven seven zero. Nobody likes that shit. Yeah, six one nine for life. Yo, but, uh, he okay. wants to know when you're gonna direct chapter three of uh, Talk and Shop. Hmm. Hashtag Talk. Yeah, and I, shop. I would love to direct another Talk and Shop. What What is this? So I had I had a podcast with uh, two wrestlers, Carl Anderson and. Luke Gallows. It was called Talking Shop. It was basically us just getting drunk in hotel rooms and talking shit. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> so, um, and it, it, we had a, we had a, a, a actually pretty good following, and uh, we decided to make these like small movies, these thirty-minute movies, and uh, and then we did two of them, and then I had to take them down because they're very lewd and uh, <laughs> not on and, brand. Yeah, they're in they're in the WWE right now, so they were like, "Please, we we just hired we, uh, we just hired WWE. You got to take those down. We're trying to get this money, fam. Come on." Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's cool. So they're done. Yeah. So I'd love to uh, to do another one, but you know, obviously, it's it's probably almost impossible since they're in the WWE sure. and I'm in New Japan Pro Wrestling. So. Uh, okay. Yeah. Hey, but those friendships last forever. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Here's one from Stagger Lee. He really just says, uh, tell him that his announcing is tremendous and he should seriously consider taking up the Milano role on English comms uh, when he decides to hang them up. Kevin, Rocky, Chris is easily my favorite commentary team right now. That's Aww. a squad. Yeah. <laughs> that's the squad. No. But like, that's what... There's that applause that yeah. I didn't have earlier. <laughs> but that was over... Was You'd done stuff before G1 last year, right? A couple of like yeah, uh, yeah. I did a couple. Yeah, pieces. I did a couple of shows. Here but and there. that was sort of when, like, I guess, kind of both of us learning it together right, right, at the right, same right. time, and yeah. like, yeah, and because Kevin can do everything in his sleep, mm. and he's done it for so long, <laughs> yeah. and he's so good at just yeah. everything. He's just like everything by feel. So then, it's it's always yeah, Kevin and then a couple of other jokers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Juice, Juice yeah. Robinson, yeah. Juice. Shout out to Juice. Waiting for that okay. Rocky Juice come out. <laughs> Rocky Juice. Yeah, that album's dropping 2020. 2020. Right man. before the Olympics. Yeah, Get exactly. That. There's also going to be a drink <laughs> that comes with it. What does the drink consist of? Uh, is it like wasabi and uh, beer? Something. Probably something like that. Wasabi uh, beer. Right. It's like a mixture of things. Yeah. Uh, to go along with this, uh, Turnbull JS doesn't have a question, but he said, back in 2016, he met you after a show at Korak Glen. And you were with your family, but you took the time to take a photo with him. He wants to say thank you for being such an awesome dude. Mm. And here is the photo. Oh, let me see that, man. Oh, cool, man. You remember Much this? Love. No, I can't say that I, can, I remember that. Hey, that's very cool, though. But that's cool, James. Appreciate it. Turnbull, JS, shout out to you. Work. Uh, and then here's a, a question from Viking Pain. Hmm. That's an interesting type yeah. of pain. <laughs> is it existential? Is it from an axe wound? Viking pain. Right. All right, man. Uh, he says, I always wondered how matches are put together. Are you are they pre-planned or do you do them on the fly? Uh, do you have Japanese speakers, English speakers, or Spanish speakers uh, work when they're all to working together? Communicate together. They know what's up, but it's just like I think it's better served. If, yeah, you keep yeah. the mystique like a magician would. You know, you don't want to reveal his tricks. Let's cut that. 
But good yeah. question. Yeah. <laughs> good, good, good question that hasn't yeah. made yet. Like that good, that good question, it's, it's going to go to we, the we, last we, guy. We have a question from Viking Pain. What kind yeah. of pain is that? Yeah, it's good question. Good question. <laughs> good question. There was a cut there. Yo, Viking Pain, we, uh, we're going to pull back on the illusion yeah. there, man. Thank you for asking. Uh, send me a DM if you want to... Uh, yeah, hit us up. I'll, I'll let you know that the real uh, it's none of your business. <laughs> 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 how, how does he plan? It doesn't matter how he plans. Right. Like, yeah, right. Uh, we'll, we'll just a couple that. from I can't read this name. Mad one L G messenger. This, Gelato. this is what Gelato. happens when, like, when I've done podcasts before. It's like, let's take questions from the listeners. And then, like, you, you spend half the hour. <laughs> right. It's like, yo, okay, this is comes that, in is from it, uh, it, it, yeah. 42069 King. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, but, okay, this guy has a couple questions. Uh, it says, beyond uh, his wrestling and announcing duties, what else do you do for New Japan Pro Wrestling? I, I direct show and yo. Yeah, yeah, uh, uh, for Rapungi 3K, and I, um, I'm now the uh, co-head coach of, right. of the New Japan This was team. very, this was very, very important. Very important. Very important job. Match that we had uh, just a couple nights ago in Corican was uh, myself against Taguchi, and Taguchi is the head coach of Taguchi Japan, and I'm the head coach of Rapungi 3K, and we had this match to decide who was going to be the head coach of just the whole, oh, the whole company. Oh wow! How did that go? I lost. But he decided in the end that we would just be co-head coaches. Hey. So it really worked out. It was a really touching. Yeah, it was, it was touching. It was a touching moment. <laughs> so, yeah, that's the kind of stuff. I, no, I, 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 I feel like I need to go back and watch this one. <laughs> yeah, man. There were basketballs. It was, yeah, uh, I showed up. Like, yeah. There was a free throw contest. I'm having it my, was amazing. There was a, a free star throw. is there born <laughs> moment for me right now. <laughs> there was a free throw contest before the match started. Right. Yeah. Really? Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's yes. awesome. Yeah. Okay. Did you win that? Uh, I, I feel like I did. Well, I didn't. I didn't make the shot, but, but I, I yeah, made the shot. You yeah, know yeah, 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 yeah. You'll you'll know if you saw the match. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, I'll show you a clip here. Okay, yeah. yeah, we'll check that out. Uh, he also wants to know: Will you be doing commentary all the time with Kevin Kelly? Uh, I'll, I'll, I'm hoping to do the G1 again. That's what yeah, that's what I'm a, hoping for. Yeah, yeah, that was that was a lot of fun. And uh, to be doing it with Chris and, and Kevin for hopefully the whole the whole G one, we'll see. We'll we we'll got to look at Chris's schedule. Yeah, man. All right. Yeah. I'm very hard to get. <laughs> hey, hey, yo, he's hard to get, but consistently hard. But consistently, <laughs> consistently <laughs> hard to get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Consistent. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Uh, and then I guess one more late. Let's see. Uh, Given the number of people in Japan uh, of Japanese descent living in Hawaii, has New Japan Pro Wrestling ever thought about running shows there? Maybe I've heard is, that. I've yeah. heard that a couple times that, that there would be some interest in um, going to Hawaii. I know for all the wrestlers, they're like, "Yes, please, yeah, yeah, of course, of course. Let's, let's do it tomorrow. Yeah. Let's do it tomorrow." Like, yeah, Hawaii used to be a really hot territory, right? Right, because right. like Rocky's mom, mm-hmm. like you know, ran the territory there. Mm-hmm. Um, not this Rocky, like the Rock Rocky. The Rock. Um, Dwayne Johnson. So a lot of guys, you know, this was when there were, you know, lots of like the territory system in America. And then so because there were ties with NWA in, in Japan, um, which is the wrestling NWA, uh, you know, people would 
be back and forth <laughs> to Japan a lot. So they would stop off in Hawaii, right. wrestle in Hawaii, and then like go wrestle in Japan. And on their way home, wrestle in Hawaii, and then go back to the States. So um, yeah, I mean, it, it used to be logistically like a, a very convenient sort of territory, I think. Dope. I'm not going to be able to go to that show, <laughs> but I would love to. Yeah, yeah. So me too now. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Well, hopefully it happens. So you know, keep keep asking for it. Let you know. Let let the let the company know yeah. that you guys want to see wrestling uh, in Hawaii. Yeah. Word. Uh, Reddit. Thank you for the questions. Yeah, appreciate all of. We you. couldn't thank get you. to all of them, yeah. but we hit we hit several of them. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, Reddit. I don't know. Uh, I guess we're about to get out of here in a, in a few. Uh, Rocky, I just want to know what uh, what type of goals do you have for your career now? Do you uh, are you planning on taking this another ten years? Are you wanting to transition into something, or do you want to beat somebody down in particular? <laughs> like, what's what's next for you? Uh, I mean, for right now, I mean, uh, like, I, I've had a great time this last couple of weeks being able to have some singles matches in in New Japan, like we were talking about last night. The, the main event of Cork, and I would love to do that a couple of more times, you know. Uh, not often, because I don't know if I, I want that stress in the. Mm. I don't know if my, <laughs> my body wants that mm. stress, but um, uh, you know, I, I, I'd love some more just opportunities like that to kind of show where I'm at and my growth in the last, uh, you know, few years. And 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 it's cool. It's cool just to see the reaction that I've gotten from the fans for the Will Osprey match, and you know, now the Phantasmo match. You know, so it's like. It's beautiful. Like uh, it just feels good. It feels really good. Just uh, congratulations. To feel that love. Yeah, yeah, congratulations, yeah. man. I think it's uh, it's incredible. Oh, there it is. You know, I, is. I had it on deck, man. I just, <laughs> there was issues early. Yeah, hit him, issue hit him with that Booker T, though. Hold on, hold on. I'm turn that up right quick. <laughs> A great moment. Yeah. <laughs> In wrestling, wrestling history. history. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I definitely want to. I'm trying to. I'm trying to get together like a new little album slash little mixtape thing that i want to put out because i haven't put anything out in a while so i'm working on that right now uh self-produced so yeah everything everything self-produced yeah is there if there was a uh, one rapper that you could get on uh for a compilation or even one wrestler who perhaps has bars who would you want to get on the album actually i think that's a question from reddit oh well. oh, yeah. oh i think you're right i think we might have uh glossed yeah, over that that was the top question my bad oh. j fury db asks hip-hop artists you would have liked to work with both living and dead mainstream un underground mm. kid cuddy i would like to work with uh, a non-crazy Kanye West. Same. <laughs> <laughs> um, who else? Uh, I'd love to do something like made like a Wale because I think Wale has bars. Wale's dope. Pusha T's dope. Mm. Um, yeah, those probably be the ones. Yeah, cool. I, I would be down for uh, you and Wale all day, man. That would yeah, sound like a good be, collab. I feel like that'd no be doubt. cool. We did like just. A whole song about just yeah. wrestling. He's a huge wrestling fan. He loves wrestling, so I feel like that'd be like a, like fun. It'd be fun. Are you familiar with Mega Ran? Yes, yes. No, Mega yeah. Ran, you, yeah. you open Mike Eagle. Mega Ran, yeah. make it happen. <laughs> that would be, be cool. dope. That'd or be cool. Living and Dead. You, John Cena, and the Macho Man Randy Savage. Oh. Shout out to the Macho Man. Be Yo, a man remix. Be a man <laughs> remix. <laughs> Yo. Yo, Macho, let me do your production, man. Yeah. <laughs> oh, word up. Yo, do um, we have any other questions for? I Rocky? think that might be it. Super dope. Well, what do we have in the horizon for shows in terms of New oh Japan Pro Wrestling? 
anything we've got yeah well we've got what Ryo Goku coming up Ryo Goku coming up June 5th and um, we have I think a lot of sometimes we get questions from fans of like how can I easily get tickets Mm. Um, so the the New Japan office is like really making a concerted push to try and make that process easier for you there's like a special uh, link if you go to njpw1972.com there's a special link right there where everything's in english you can easily buy your tickets sumo hall finals june 5th um and then uh Os- we're in osaka june 9th that's sold out though right? that's sold out yeah. and then uh, the g1 climax starts which is like this this massive next tournament. month uh, in July. July. So first night is July yeah, that's 6th. That's a fun thing to watch, Mega. Yeah, yeah. First we got to get out to some of these shows that are... Yeah, yeah man. I, I mean, like, a lot of it, yeah. Um, you know, a lot of nights in Tokyo, um, you know. And first night's going to be in Dallas for the first time oh, ever. First wow. time ever outside oh, Japan. Outside Japan. Wow. So the G1? Yeah. yeah, we, yeah so yeah, we're yeah. trying to spread the word, let people know, so because it's a, it's a huge deal. Yeah, yeah, so that's the American Airlines Center. Okay. Uh, we're going to be in Melbourne and Sydney, June 29th, 30th. Um, London, August thirty first. Um, so we're going all over, man. Yo, yeah, do man. you have like a photographic memory? He's just rifling off <laughs> all no, no, these, no, these, 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 these locations. Are things, these are things where they're like, anything. we have to say it every single day. <laughs> right, 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 right. And like it was right. in uh, when we were in Fukuoka last month, it was perfect because like Kevin, it was they had four four of us there, which is like kind of crowded, kind of crazy. Yeah. But it was like Kevin, and then next door was Rocky, and then next door Rocky was like this guy uh, Gino Gambino, who's an Australian wrestler, and then me at the end. So like Kevin would go, oh, we're going all the way around the world. So it was like the American. <laughs> and, you know, I did the, I did he did Texas, the American one, yeah, and then yeah. like <laughs> Gino did Australia, and then I could do yeah. London. And like, yeah. <laughs> it was pretty good. Yeah, yeah, that's dope. yeah. Well, he did remember Zack Saber Junior's like submission move that crazy named one <laughs> the, off the yeah. top of his head. Yeah, the hurrah another year. Surely this will be better than the last. The ah, oh, something. The inexorable <laughs> march of progress shall lead us all to my happiness. Yep. That's, <laughs> yo, when you get hit with that, it is just <laughs> over, fam. Like, right, right. No, there's no coming back from that. No, well, yeah. I mean, there's a little bit of fight at the start, but by the time the call ends, it's you've been in it too yeah, long. Yeah, right. Tough times, man. Yeah. In the squared circle. Uh, uh, our shows, upcoming, upcoming shows in Tokyo. You should check out some of these, too, when you're around, Rocky I would love Man. To. There's a beat battle that we're going to be DJing at uh, next Saturday that is really dope. Uh, they're going to get a bunch of beat makers in. They give them a sample, and they get 30 minutes to make a beat, and then the Whoa. crowd judges with some other judges. Really dope hip-hop stuff to on, man. Dope. Yeah, so this is Friday the 31st. Um, I'm having my event today, Collusion. It's a open DJ like imagine open mic but we're all DJing or you can bring any kind of other equipment and we'll you know you'll have your own time but then I want to focus on instead of just you know switching to the next person a little bit of playing together some back to back or whatever some kind of yeah collaboration so yeah we'll be doing that at my man uh, Harry Sandwich Shop in Harajuku great sandwiches out here probably the best sandwiches in Tokyo actually right I could go for I would say the best sandwiches in Tokyo Tokyo doesn't do sandwiches very well but Harry does that's cool um, also that day, the River Spinoff, which is happening at Club Heavy Six Zero, mm. and that's a lot of people. So go check them out. And the next day is the Beat the Best Show with uh, by our guy MC Buddha. Yeah, the Bridge. 
the bridge. Uh, lots of contestants on there. We'll be there, so come check us out. Yo, our guy Aaron Chola is actually going to be performing yes, there that's too. Right. Uh, yeah. Jazz music prodigy, beat maker, incredible force. Yeah, and it's the return of the do over who took a year off and now they're back. Oh, well, so we'll see how that the goes. Do over. That's Adidas event, right? Maybe still sponsored I'm by Adidas. Sure. Usually a good party. That's cool. Yeah. Yo, this is a heavy weekend. Uh, Red Bull Dance Your Style Japan Final is going down at Warp Shinjuku on the 2nd. That's Sunday. Also that day, uh, they're going to have Tokyo stand-up roast battles at Good Heavens and Shimokitazawa. Oh, comedy roast battles. That's a new thing, kind of, right? It's been Recently. going on for a couple years, yeah, but it yeah. is... Uh, it's very entertaining. Yeah. Shout out to my guy, Evans. Yeah, it'd be funny. Is Alex performing? I'm not sure if he's doing this okay. one, but uh, I was hanging out with Evans. Shout out to my guy. He's a... Uh, Kenyan comedian, he uh he killed his thing last. Hey man, no, it's not. Well, he didn't. Ki- he killed the last time I saw him perform, but we were just hanging last night. And uh, also today is well that day is Speakeasy's five year anniversary. The greatest going down at Hotel Koe in Shibuya. Yeah, you guys should definitely come to that if I you want. Advise. Bring your families. Yeah. It's a family friendly event. Yeah. We start at four, and yeah, it's it, it's goodbye. just a really good dance party socializing event thrown by uh brooklyn terry who is a legendary house and hip-hop dancer uh choreographed videos for mariah carey biggie smalls uh his crew also did michael jackson's remember the time just one of the people that brought house music to japan uh, or not house music house dancing to japan and uh, also dj sarasa legendary japanese female turntablist dj it's the best most diverse party in tokyo i'm not even trying to be hyperbolic it's just dope That's and it's cool. free hotel koi uh shibuya right near that cool construction site with all the akira art on the wall is that still there? i think that building's done is oh, it there? they'd be building uh jumping ahead that was a good promo by the way mega appreciate that shout out to me hold on wait, wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> Pops. Yeah. Uh, the next Friday, June the 7th, we got Tens Tokyo Second Anniversary Party at Unit. Uh, there are a bunch of people on here, including Jin Menusagi and Yon yeah. uh, Yon. So go see them. Japanese rapper types. And the next day, the 8th, is my other event, Hot, which we do every second Saturday in Azabu Juban. Uh, who's playing that one? Oh, yeah. It's kind of a Life Park special. It's going to be, of course, me and DJ Rockton. And we're going to have L, DJ Elevate, and Yuri mm. Nakahori from Life Park. Lots of good stuff. And I got my girl, Judy, who I played with before but haven't seen recently. But she's a dope DJ. So come yeah. rock out with us. Not only will that be good music, but Blue Jam Cafe. Yeah. Some of the best burritos in Tokyo. Really? You True. need to check. I mean, I and they're, they are... Uh, mammoth size burritos like a 10 12 inch burrito with i don't even know what <laughs> diameter of all the food girth this is, crazy, but actually. it is a good ass you're burrito. speaking my language yo right it, it, it it is not to overshadow the music that's being played but 
they've got some good ass food at the cool. Cafe. They've and got another Rapungi, location. So. Yeah. Uh, Have they given you the keys to Rapungi yet? Are I'm you? I'm like pretty the, sure I'm the mayor by now. Just yeah, it's, it's a like, nightmare. They have yeah. They haven't officially <laughs> given me the key, but yeah. you know, it's yeah, coming. I feel like enough. it's coming yeah. before the career's done. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We need like a star. On I mean, you guys saw my hat. I mean, like I'm always just repping. Gang, gang. That's right. That's like I like that. Yo, Quiet Storm has Drake Compton. Nakamegaro. Rocky has Rapungi. You've got Ikebukuro. I gotta take over a section of the city, man. Yeah. Which one you want? Ikejiri, that shit's mine. Yo, <laughs> all day. Yo, if you got problems, go see the consistent factor. <laughs> Yo. Yo, I think defending and reigning champ. <laughs> and still, factor. and still. That's, Yo, you need to change your Twitter name, man. Like, I think, I know, I really think yeah, this one is You might have to lose program. reason, JP, JP yeah. man. Yeah, 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 just consistent. The consistent <laughs> factor. 0 and 400. <laughs> Yo, man. Yo, I want to thank you both again for coming on to the show, Chris. It's a pleasure to be on the mic with you ah, and you, to have man. you as the third mic. Rocky, I am feeling exhilarated to meet somebody of your status and legendary uh, celebrity. Am I using that wrong? Well, you're just dope, man. Thank Thanks, you for man. coming through. You're just it. fucking thank dope. You, thank you, man. Thank you Really appreciate it. Man, man. Yeah. This has been Mega Late Show, episode number 75. I do this. Tokyo stuff. It's loaded What's up, though. On? I just didn't have it ready. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if that's appropriate, but I mean, it's going to have to be. There's theme music coming in, yeah? Here we go. <laughs> yeah, that's it, guys. Shoot. Daring, notorious, much more than glorious. Forever clothes lining like a minibus with a surplus of energy for all my enemies. Black Tiger Soul, Rapungi Hero, Sheep Bakuzo, Nakasuzo Road, Nakasuzo, 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 Nakasuzo. Just when you thought it was a rap, yo, sugar is back with a new rapper back, back full of beats and a RPG cap, dropping on the iPad, serving up the next batch for a little more scratch. RockyRomeroMerch.com Black Tiger so bomb A jacket, yeah, I love this new racket Going solo like the cups Flip off Trent for good luck That's heavyweight Trent Taking heavyweight bumps, yeah Black Tiger soul Rapungi hero Shibakuzo Nukasuzo road Nukasuzo I guess we'll see what happens to me. I'll keep repping the streets. A Rapungi like an OG. Keep writing up rhymes. Listening to Sublime. 40 ounces of strong Z on my mind. 405 forever close lines to win the junior title. 
is my design chaos loyal yeah the world is mine maybe trent chuck and i will get along better this time nope, probably not the rocky texted me and he said hey man i'm making a new entrance song for myself because i'm that kind of guy i need you to hype me i said okay i don't want it but i'll do it anyway rocky romero one of the strongest men i know four feet tall eye patch but he's got like curly Bart Simpson kind of hair. He's got Bart Simpson's haircut. But man, they can hit a lot of clotheslines when the guy's in the corner. Here he is. Black Tiger Soul. Black Tiger Soul. Black Tiger Soul. 